this could be like if you look on the Kickstarter, okay? This is this is gonna take the cake. This is the follow-up. So if you didn't know this, you could go watch my video on some more HQ, and this will make a lot more sense to you. Here's the follow-up piece. I was getting done doing that discussion on a Twitch stream with my community. And as we got to the end, some of the homies were like, hey, Sim, think this guy is actually charged in a hate crime in California. And I was like, what? And I didn't know for sure, but the guy's name is the same name. So potentially it's like assaulted uh, like an Asian guy in California in a restaurant, someone who was a server. And apparently there's like charges and stuff. So allegedly, I'm just saying, we think this is the person. I'm not saying for a fact, but the name is the same when you go to the Kickstarter. So this, I don't know if it's like for lawyer fees or whatever, but the the name is like something black or whatever. But then the last name is actually a different name. And that name matches the person who's gotten the charges. And the, the imagery for the person's face is also very much, very much the same. You, you're pretty confident when you look at it that it's it's the same guy. So it's going, I can't confirm for sure. But the evidence so far does does support that it likely is. Welcome to the party. We are looking for more. Your podcast for all things gaming with a focus on MMOs, RPGs, game development, and gaming culture. I'm your host, Phoenix, also known as Samorg, and I'm joined today by returning party members. Let's welcome back Renfail. Greetings, everyone. And welcome back the Nathan Napalm. Glad to be here. Yeah, man. So before we dig in too far, I got to give a big shout out to all the supporters here on Twitch, YouTube, and Patreon. Thanks so much for keeping this party's bags packed. Provision stock for our adventures here on the show, friends. Also, if you want to leave a message, you can at one five three nine six six four six eight zero one. We'll play it here on the show. You can go to our Twitter at the LFM Show on Twitter and look for the pinned post. You'll find all the links to our podcasts in places that you can listen to it. And if you go to iTunes and leave us a five star review, that'd be greatly appreciated. Let us know how we're doing on the show. Leave a comment; we can read that here as well. We've got a packed show today, but you know what, gentlemen. This is episode 50. Mm. I know. I know, man. It's crazy. 50 episodes, man, which doesn't seem like a ton when I compare it to some other podcasts that are around or even the other one that I run. But you know what? 50 episodes is a whole lot of days, a whole lot of different weeks covering gaming and um, all things geek or nerd culture. Um yeah, we've got a whole lot on the agenda today. You know, today I was thinking we could talk about some advanced strategies related to gaming. We'll we'll get to it, though, and we'll get to what that means a bit. But I'm just going to tell everybody here, if you're listening and you're not catching this live, this might be the point where you pause the podcast, decide to go bio, decide to grab a water, decide to grab some coffee, some snacks or whatever, because... If you like it when we nerd out, there's a really good chance that you're we're all about to nerd out kind of hardcore today, right? Probably have a few rants in there, but we're gonna save that for a little later because Nathan, I know, I know you know where we're going with this. I know you do. We'll get to it. 
But why don't we start out this week? Let's just catch up with the cast, man. Redfield, Nathan, what have y'all been up to this week? Anything big to talk about to share? I'll let Nathan go first because he's mm-hmm. been missing. He was missing last week. So. Yeah, so uh, I actually had to miss last week because uh, it was going to rain the next day and I had some more filming to do for the D&D. And, um, and then I got surprise attacked after staying mm-hmm. wake up. Thursday, I uh, slept Wednesday night, and then uh, all day Thursday, uh, all night Thursday, all day Friday, all night Friday. Saturday's when I hit the brick in the wall and realized, oh my gosh, there's a limit on how many things I can uh, upload to YouTube. Mm-hmm. I didn't know there was a limit on that, so I ran to a wall so to, to delay uh, the D&D thing that's coming up this weekend for sure. Um, even if I miss the deadline on uh, uploads tomorrow, uh, I still have plenty i could do saturday to launch it by saturday uh nice. midday so definitely coming out this weekend um and uh yeah man i'm i'm so looking forward to it uh 712 videos uh 712 Ooh. options Jeez, it's dude. massive over 10 hours if you actually seen every single option uh so massive nice. campaign on youtube nice. choose your own adventure super super excited well yeah we were just talking about that right before the show i was saying you know like 12 12 hours is just good for like a a low level campaign like so hitting 10 to 12 hours that's that's pretty epic man because you know some people are gonna pause and talk about it with their friends or not just the so the fact that you've got 10 hours of raw like yeah. don't pause it don't stop to talk about it and just go i think a lot of people are gonna get 15 hours or so out of that that's pretty cool yeah um, yeah so so it's like the thing about it is though you could play through a campaign depending on how you decide to go about it and probably play through the whole campaign. And I mean, it depends, right? Like there's some campaigns are over in 30, uh, some, some storylines are over in 30 minutes, probably uh, others go drag on for maybe an hour and a half, two hours, uh, but it's very fast paced. It's just like, you know, you're making very big epic decisions to move it forward. But anyway, be looking for it this weekend, guys, it's coming and uh, I'm going to advertise the crap out of it. Uh, we put back some money. I'm going to, I'm gonna get the Google ads going and everything. Make yeah. sure it, it gets some attention. That's awesome. Wait. Yeah, you'll yeah. definitely get some attention here. I know. Uh, I did a 24-hour live stream. I think it was last Friday. It was last week. Yeah. It's hard for me to remember because it did brain damage. So I think I'm like, <laughs> like, was that a week ago or two? Right. <laughs> it was a week ago. Did the uh, did the 24-hour live stream? Um, Got to give a big shout out to all the people. Here in my community who like were who dropped by who hung out who supported the the live stream who supported me um it it was it was a good time man and uh i bleached my beard and then i dyed it as we discussed so it went from blonde to orange like so it went from yellow not blonde from yellow to orange to red and let i'm just gonna tell you i totally burned myself and i'm still healing a little bit because i was like Okay, bleach. Then I used the manic panic dye, which, by the way, so not good for the face. I like totally stained myself. Right, tried not to. Still mm-hmm. happened. My hands. And then I streamed and did all thing, and I was like, this the way it looked felt really weird. I was like, nah, man, I don't know, dude. Next day, the very next day, I woke up and I was like, and we're going back. I dyed it all back. Feels so good to be back, my friends. Feels so <laughs> good to be back. Look at that back in black, baby. That's what's up. That's what I like. Look at this. Oh, it feels so, so damn good to <laughs> not see that. I'm happy with myself. Did a good job. 
that was part of the deal. I said, if I hit partner, I do a 24 hour live stream and I would dye my beard in the color that people voted. That's what it was. That's what they got moving forward. Now I can focus on a lot of other things. Um, like a new website I'm developing. Like I couldn't have enough on my plate already. I'm, I'm doing another fan site now. Oh, for the wow. Elder Scrolls Online, which I played wow. for a long time. It's the right fit. Going to carry that underneath the brand, uh, the brand of some Morgan everything, which I'm gonna, actually going to create a company around now and just kind of like do this all right for everything going forward. I started working on my book slowly and it feels really good. I've been in the creative process, but I'll tell you, Nathan, back on Friday, Saturday when I was doing that, so was hoping I was going to be able to do to totally stream it. It was probably going to be kind of close because I think it was planned to go live Saturday. So it probably wouldn't have been early enough. But but I know for sure people were even messaging me going, did he post it? Is it up? And I'm like, oh, we retweeted it over on the LFM show Twitter. You know, he, he has a delay. If I had even known that you were planning on doing a more all at once, I so would have warned you. Cause I, yeah. I figured that out yeah. the hard way doing the, the mortgage HQ transfer too. Yeah. I just, uh, I, I guess I just always heard that, that classical thing. People are like, no, on YouTube, you can upload as many times you want per day. And it's like, yeah, but unless you're crazy and you actually try to upload 150 videos in one day, you know, like they just assume that, you know, that, yeah, that's a lot. So. Yeah. It was specifically the LFM podcast when I was transferring and at, basically recataloging it over on what's now my primary channel. Um, uh, I was like cataloging it all there and I got to like, I think 10 episodes or it was a lot. I could post a lot in a day, a lot of hours, but it's like, you've reached your limit. I was like, oh no. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I can't do this all today and get it over with. I'm going to have to trickle it all in. But um, And just in case it helps yeah. anybody out there, if you upload something and delete it, it still counts it. Yes, it does. It does. That's a good Counts point. that as an upload because it still wasted their bandwidth or what, however they're looking at it. Yeah, man. So, um, yeah, catching up, man, big things on the agenda. I was, uh, yeah, we've got, whew, I'm going to try not to, let's just, let's go in order. I'm going to save it. I want to jump into two things so bad, but I'm just going to chill. I'm going to chill. I'm going to focus on hitting things in the order that I plan them. I'm going to try my best. So there was a post about Discord. Now, this is one that Renfo, we're going to hit on some of the things here, friends. I'm going to share this one in chat. Freaking Discord shoots for 15 billion value. As social media exodus continues. So I didn't catch all of this. I just saw the 15 billion. We, weren't we talking about how oh, sometime back it was like several... I don't know what was it like three four months ago they they turned yes. down microsoft yes. for 11 billion yes damn um, for 12, 12 billion this... there it is rejected a 12 yeah. billion microsoft takeover now in the apparent exodus from social media to private chat services citron's buying to capture the hearts of non-gamers and big investors alike yeah this is an interesting this is more of a tech article than a game-related yeah. article um, because it, it really points to the overall exodus. So I mentioned like last week I was talking a little bit about my day job with the mm -hmm. travel company Hidden Compass, um, and one of the things that we've definitely seen in the during the pandemic, um, it kind of started under the Trump administration mm -hmm. when all of his stuff was happening, and then 
they were starting to to lock down on on him and banning him oh, and banning other conservatives on Twitter and Facebook, and then also all the Facebook fiascos with them, you know, data breaches and data being sold and everything else. So people people started to, and this isn't a political right. conversation. I'm just mentioning yeah, these things as facts that started to trigger mm-hmm. people starting to not want to use twitter and facebook and social media as much as they used to so this has triggered an exodus away from social media platforms and one of the people still want community they still crave community so where do ever what does everybody go so we've seen apps uh trying to take advantage of that trend like clubhouse um also fire something or other from mark jacobs um or uh, not Mike Jake, is it Mark, the other Mark Jacobs, the investor guy, or is it Mark Cuban? I always forget who he is. Yeah, the investor Cuban. guy from Shark, it's Shark Tank guy, yeah, Mark, Mark Cuban. Cuban yeah. yeah, Mark Cuban, yeah. Yeah, so he's got like another like voice slash podcast type platform. So we've seen people moving away to those things, but but Discord is uniquely positioned in that they were already there and have been for the last five, six years. Um, and so they're in a unique position where they can capture all of that traffic and all of those audiences if they can branch away from being only gaming related. Now, one of the first things they did, which I don't know how many people know this, um, some of you probably do because you're like patron supporters of Zimmer mm-hmm. or Nathan or myself, right? So Patreon has built in yeah. Discord functionality yep. and support, and that's been there for a long time. Yes. I'd say three, four years, something like that. Um, so that was one of the first moves that discord made to sort of branch out away from only gaming is they had this unique tie in Mm -hmm. where you could have your private community membership set up and those memberships on Patreon could directly go to tiered structures within discord. So now they're just expanding and and it's a, it's a tech move as opposed to a gaming move because they started Mm -hmm. off in gaming, but now they're very much moving beyond that. Mm -hmm. And I would also look, look to, um, I mean, because I do kind of live social media because of my day job, um, you can also look to how, you know, the, the the cutting edge right now is TikTok and what they're pushing in terms of the, you know, 15 second clips, 30 second you know, clips, one minute clips, and then introducing the three minute clips last year, or maybe that was this year. I kind of, I think it was this year it was the three minute clips beginning of this year, um, which then led to YouTube developing shorts and it led to Instagram yeah. making a statement i think two months ago where the ceo of instagram came out and said hey we're no longer a photo sharing app we are now a video sharing yeah. app these are the types of things that drive the evolution of social media and drive the evolution of these platforms into something beyond what they were at the beginning and so discord is just kind of pushing that along kudos to them for you know doing this in a business-like manner and saying hey you know what Microsoft, thanks, but we're actually worth a lot more than that because of these reasons. Yeah. Now we have an exclusivity thing with uh, – it's not an exclusivity, but they have a partnership with with uh, PlayStation. So we're going to start to see a lot of Discord integration into uh, PS5 and beyond. Um, so it's just an interesting um, interesting article from a news perspective. And, and I just got to say that Discord is the kind of company that so far they've done a really good job. Um, I, I'm super pleased with uh, all the updates and everything that's happened over the years with Discord. Uh, I think it's, I'm, I feel like we're blessed to have Discord. I'm a big fan. Yeah. Um, oh, I do want to say on that, on that subject, though, um, another uh, social media thing going on here recently uh, was on the show last week to say it. 
um, that, that personally has hit my wallet and, and the way I, I make money is um, only fans got rid of adult content. So all my fans that were going there to look for the, uh, for the, for the puppets, uh, for the puppet, the puppet clothes, uh, man, that hurt. That hurt. Porn. <laughs> but that is, is that not hilarious that only fans suddenly like what, what, where do they think their money came from? Retracted like tracked it though. They retracted, retracted it. it. Yeah. They retracted yeah. it. They're like, never mind. We don't want to, we don't want to, you know, yeah. Sorry. Like a week later, it's like, yeah, thanks for earning us $6 billion. Oh, did they they, they yeah. came back and said, never mind. Okay. Yeah. Like, why would they even make an like a big part of how the platform got big in the first place? Yeah. Like, why would you like? Yeah. Why would you? That's what it was for, right? Like, there, well, well, well what, there's another a big part. There's of a greater, at least, yeah, right. And there's a greater conversation there about um, the the dangers of banking institutions and more specifically, in particular, Mastercard, Visa, and these big, huge credit card companies yeah. trying to control and dictate how people. What, what people are allowed to do on the internet. Mm -hmm. And there is, there is a greater conversation to be had around that because it doesn't matter if you agree with porn or not. Yeah. Um, for some people, it is a creative outlet and it's, it's in its own way. It is a unique art form and a unique way to make a living. And it's effed up, you know, for any banking institution or credit card company to try to dictate. And that's, that's where the greater conversations come into play because I don't know, like if you paid attention to like the Pornhub went through the same thing last year um, with uh, getting a bunch of uh, the payment uh, third party payment people declining to provide payments anymore, which which killed a whole bunch of people's uh, way of making a living. And now they're just doing the same thing as OnlyFans. But it was very interesting because OnlyFans basically was like, hey, yeah, we made like five, six billion dollars being pretty much 90 percent a porn based yeah. uh, platform. And now the banks are, they're tightening the screws and saying, we're not going to basically what they're trying to do is they're trying to grow their business. And the investors are pushing back saying, well, Hey, you know, the banks aren't really happy with you doing all this stuff. But then there was such a huge pushback from the creator community because we have now pivoted. This is a very, I'm ranting in a different manner now about something completely different now, but this is the interesting thing about what's happened during the pandemic is that we have shifted to a creator yeah. industry way more than before. And yeah, also the, one of the things I love, and I think I maybe talked about this with you, Nathan, off the air a couple weeks back, like the, 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 the walkouts that have happened that are starting to happen now, because people are saying, you know what, if you're not going to pay me a livable wage and you're not going to give me health insurance, and you're not going to do this, this, and this fuck off. I'm not going to come back to work. Like I would rather work from home have good health insurance and find a job that actually cares about me and wants to pay me a little wage, then try to work two or three minimum wage jobs um, and try to make ends meet. And this, I think this is just another example of that where the creative, the creator community with OnlyFans fought back. So the good news for this is that Nathan, you can go ahead with that aspect of your show um, because it is still very much in place. So um, yeah. Puppets. Yeah, hand, hand, just a little bit of lube and a little it's bit of, you know, hand, yeah, just put the hand, hand up like in there. Oh, God, okay. what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a there was a good point from Cicada, and you know, due to the nature of the actual conversation and not really being in the domain of what the show's about, I'm not really going to like talk about it. However, that is a very fair point. Um, and again, if your people are kind of going like, well, what was that? What was what was what was it Cicada shared? This is a yeah. great reason to be here for the show live. Right, because we have a certain presentation. There's only certain layers 
to experiencing the show. You just don't get unless you're actually here. So this is why I encourage people when they're listening, if they have time to be here on thir- uh, Thursdays to be here because yeah, there's just a whole level that you, you kind of miss out on otherwise. But um, yeah, man, with, with Discord, I know that they had that video with Danny DeVito too. And it had that Ready Player One feel to it visually for like mm-hmm. the movie. Um, you know, imagine a place was their big, you know, their big uh, sort of pitch. And so, yeah, it, you know, Discord, I, I can see a lot of people shifting away from social media to platforms like Discord that offer a lot of the same reasons that people would have social media to begin with, right? Because community, right? Platforms, like right? places to actually share ideas and content. And Discord already expanded beyond gaming a long time ago. Um, oh, yeah. So, you know, Discord's definitely doing something really, really great. Um, um, you know, they are constantly adding new moderation features, new integrations. Uh, I mean, they, recently they added threads, which, mm-hmm. by the way, you can you can essentially create threads on your Discord in your Discord community chats now, which we totally use in ours. And uh, yeah, and it's, so there's like a lot of different, you know, ways to use Discord. And of course, they monetize it significantly and if you've got a completely boosted server you you know they're making a killing off of each discord server so you know to me being a a company with that kind of valuation is not does not seem like it wouldn't be possible uh i agree there was a discussion though that you shared also when we're talking about uh platforms so to speak we there was one around steam now this was one i didn't get to actually read fully so maybe oh, you could share man you're gonna this, this is gonna make me go off on a rant oh, sure. um, oh. all right yeah so oh, this shit. is this is um on the surface this is a little more controversial than it is there's a there's another great follow-up that i read to this uh, a couple days ago which dug into a lot more of the data and the statistics of of people canceling games on steam so the, the bulk of this is about um, there was a developer on Steam who has a game that's just under two hours, and they were they basically made a public statement that they are going to be taking a break and possibly getting out of game development because of how many people played the game all the way through, but because yeah. it was in the two-hour window that you're allowed to refund a game oh, for on Steam, yeah. they then just refunded the game, which oh, is... Wow. It's fucked up. It's their policy, but, but yeah, damn. So, so a lot of people, you know, started talking about how this is a really crappy policy, um, and how it might need to be shifted more towards a percentage of the game the completed, game. you know, as opposed to time played, mm. because there are a lot yeah. of games on Steam that are like five dollar games that are thirty minute experiences, and if you've got those typical douchebag gamers who want to you know play a game and then oh well it's under the two hours i can get my money back it's like Mm. so this this is gonna um a few you know four or five years ago um i remember i think it was massively op and probably Mm. mmorpg.com as well both picked up on the fact that i was very adamant that that i was never going to put saga leucemia on steam I was only ever going to do it through our own website and through our own platform, everything else. And the number one reason for that is because I see zero reason to give someone 30% of my revenue Mm. when all they do is provide me with a storefront. They don't do any marketing for me. They don't do any publicity for me. They just give me a platform to host my game. Okay. Well, why is that worthy of 30%? Like, 
if you had some sort of built-in publicity and you were promoting my game for me and everything else, then maybe, yeah, 5%, 10%, something like that. But just to use your platform, 30%, piss off. But mm. the thing, the other thing that really got me, and this was before they implemented the changes, it used Steam used to be, it still is, but not as bad as it used to be, um, review bombs were like the worst, it was one of the most horrific things on Steam because if you just piss off the wrong troll – they would get their little army of followers, and they would go review bomb your game. Say something bad on your social media portfolio, and they would go review bomb your game. Even if they'd never played the game before, they would review bomb your game and try to ruin your ability to make sales on Steam. And I was always against that because you shouldn't be able to review bomb someone just because you disagree with an opinion. Or also people who are like, oh, you didn't do what I told you to do. You didn't patch that change in for the Ranger. And, and I told you to make that change for the Ranger. And since you didn't make the change to the Ranger, this is now the worst game ever. So I'm going to review bomb your game because you suck as developers because you didn't do what I told you. I have always been I'm, – I'm completely for fair and mm. honest reviews and critiques. But the review bombing was another thing that always – irritated me about steam now they have made strides to get rid of that but the third reason and this is probably the most compelling reason for me that i never wanted to be on steam was the refund policy because i think it is bullshit that someone can buy a game play a game for two fucking hours and then get a refund i don't agree with that at all i never will you sh in a day and age that we live in you can watch streamers you can read review sites. You can watch YouTube videos. You can watch the media videos. You can watch the videos that the company themselves put up on their website to promote their game. You have dozens, if not hundreds of ways to look at the game, see the game, hear the game, see it being played, understand the game, review the game, wiki the game, understand everything about the game before you ever put money into it. I don't get to go to the airport, buy a plane ticket, get on the flight, and two hours into the flight say, uh, I didn't like this flight. I want my money back. No, you paid for the service. You are stuck with the service. Like That's how that works. The only time you should be getting a refund is if there is some sort of a catastrophic um, – we talked about this on the show at, a few weeks back. Like If I go to a restaurant and I order a hamburger and you bring me chicken soup, I want my fucking money back because I didn't – order chicken soup i ordered a hamburger you buy a car from the dealership and it's a lemon and the alternator goes out and you're still under warranty whatever you can take that back and get it replaced and if it's a lemon you can actually get your money back um for that yeah vehicle. but you you can't say whoops i bought a buick enclave and i changed my mind i actually wanted a toyota 4runner right right like, right you can't do that and that's what that's what the shopping for game is more like like Dude, if you didn't know what the game was at all, then that's kind of your fault these days, right? Um, it's like you said, I, I always am watching, you know, something like, let me take a look and see if it's something I like. The only time I've ever refunded a game with Steam was um, when uh, the Mass Effect, uh, whatever, special edition came out. Because I thought it was launching on the same day as consoles, and I found that I have to wait another 24 hours. And I was like, you know what? It's not even coming out today. I refunded and I rebought it again on. Uh, yeah, on but you rebought it. That's the thing. Oh yeah, like, I rebought it. Yeah, but I do want to say for everybody out there listening, if you have the option to buy a game not on Steam, do it. 
because you're supporting the developer more yeah. and you're you're giving steam the middle finger because of all their horrible policies um so i always do that if i have the option screw steam i'll buy it on gog i'll buy it off their website whatever uh because i know the developers get more of it and i don't i don't I'm not, I'm not trying to make steam rich right like when i buy a game i'm trying to support the developer and tell them hey cool job it's like a vote when you buy something you're voting like yeah. yes like that idea um and i never want to take it back even if even if i don't like the game i only play it for a little while i don't want to take my money back because i still wanted my vote to go towards that's the kind of game i want even if i don't like it you know yeah, i agree so i it's yeah, I generally don't like actually refund them. Like, think I think I've refunded like two or three games on Steam, like probably ever. You know, I think the most recent one was I don't remember the name of it now. Oh no, it's uh, Ash or something like that. I think it was called. I don't remember exactly exact name. I have to look it up. But it didn't 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 play as it was really described. You know what I mean? And so I was like, ah, this isn't really my thing. And it, you know, it was way early into like. I didn't consume hardly any of the game's actual content. It was like barely even the tutorial, right? Um, but yeah, when you see that, it's like, if if you can, I mean, look, to be fair, if you can play through the game in two hours, that's pretty fast playthrough. But for someone to play through that much content, and you know, even if the game's content's only two hours, but you played through two hours, I think a percentage of the game's content would be a much fairer way to actually do that if yeah. you have that policy, because then it's like, it would be significantly less time and someone couldn't get away with playing through that much of it and and then refunding it too. I also think the other thing that's important is when, because sometimes people will jump on and play a game and they'll AFK, what's the time counter at? It's still counting that time, yeah. right? Yeah. So I think that's also important reason that playing percentage of the game's content versus time is also important. Um, Cause then you got people who actually get denied a refund. They, they, you know, they got kids or something, right? They, they play, put the game up to play. They have to step away. They're gone two hours. They come back. They start playing again. They play another half hour. And then they're like, no, you played two and a half hours of the game. And it's like, yeah, but I didn't really play the game. You know what I mean? So there's like two sides of the coin and why I think that the percentage of the content is more important uh, or a much better way to actually measure that. Um, I'm just a I'm a big uh, believer that uh, refunds are sh should be out of the question yeah. unless it's for a catastrophic failure. Yeah, something big. Like if there's a huge like let's say you buy it and you're on an older machine and it just won't run because you're on True. Windows 7 yeah. or something. Yeah. Like you deserve a refund because you're never going to make it work on your machine. Yeah. Um you know, those are the types of situations where I could see refunds being applicable, but otherwise I'm just there's a lot of reasons I don't like Steam. I'll be honest with you. Um I buy Probably 90% of my PC games I either buy direct from – I buy direct if I can. Um, I buy a lot through GOG yeah, because I, I feel that they do a better – they do better policies by people. Um, I think to this date I've only purchased uh, two, maybe three games on Steam. One was Outward and the other one was oh – I know it's, it's Project Gorgon, Outward, and um, – uh, uh, new world because i didn't i didn't have an uh, amazon account and i wasn't gonna i do have an amazon but i didn't have an amazon gaming account or whatever it is and i wasn't gonna start an amazon gaming account just to buy new world because i already have steam so i was like screw it i'll i'll give steam uh, some money but i really I, that's how much i dislike steam that i've only ever bought three games on that platform over the yeah. years i buy everything else on gog wow. um or direct um because i'm a big fan and that's actually something that my brother and i are discussing right now is 
where are we selling our upcoming title? Like, because yeah. there's like, there's like itch.io, right. which, which we a lot of people like too in a second here. Perfect. Segue oh, are we? Next... Yeah, actually. I didn't, I didn't um, even see that on here. I, I'm it's, it's basically the dream world tie in to something else. Oh, okay. So why don't we just make the dream world tie in then? So dream world, which I, I did a quick short video on it. I found that dream world's on itch.io and there's, trying to sell their game there and apparently oh i saw that yeah i saw your video yeah apparently it's it's literally just for the alpha so you're paying like 34.99 or something just for the alpha and we wonder why we got games like this new what i'm gonna call a scam starter my opinion is it's a scam starter there it is it's called star gods have you guys seen this Oh, I ranted about it. Video's already out. I'm going I'm to try to save it, but it is the... Is dude, this the $17 million one or whatever? It's like 20... They want like 28... He wants like $28 million. Like entrepreneur, this and that. No discussion about your experience, right? Talking about a bunch of stuff and things. No idea about the vision. It's just a whole lot of the best thing in history. The greatest <laughs> thing ever. Dude, you they're are actually... Yes. Oh my God. They're using <laughs> stock footage. This is stock yes, footage. yes. They're using this, nothing but stock footage. Yes. Yeah, and isn't isn't this the guy that Kira was talking about, like got busted for dine and dashing and got arrested, or is that a different guy? <laughs> okay, so here's the thing. Uh, allegedly, I'm not. Allegedly, gonna, I'm going to say allegedly. As I was doing the recording for this, I haven't looked into it yet. I'm going to look into it, but there's a potential. This could be like if you look on the Kickstarter. Okay. <laughs> This is this is gonna take the cake. This is the follow up. Oh, no. So if you didn't know this, you could go watch my video on some more HQ, and this will make a lot more sense to you. Here's the follow up piece. I was getting done doing that discussion on a Twitch stream with my community, and as we got to the end, some of the homies were like, "Hey Sim, think this guy is actually charged in a hate crime in California?" And I was like, "What?" Okay. And it, I didn't know for sure, but the guy's name is the same name. So potentially it's like assaulted uh, like an Asian guy in California in a restaurant, someone who was a server. And apparently there's like charges and stuff. So allegedly, I'm just saying we think this is the person. I'm not saying for a fact, but the name is the same when you go to the Kickstarter. So this, I don't know if it's like for lawyer fees or whatever, but the the name is like something black or whatever. But then the last name is actually... A different name and that name matches the person who's gotten the charges and the the imagery for the person's face is also very much very much the same you you're pretty confident when you look at it that it's it's the same guy so it's going i can't confirm for sure but the evidence so far does does support that it likely is right so I, i'm gonna look to find actual confirmation if it is or whatever, and if I find it, then we'll out the guy, right? Don't know for yeah. sure, but the the damn Kickstarter is super sketch, dude. It's uh, like here's what oh. let, let let me let me work through a little bit of their claims here. All yes. right, let's just work our way through this. Okay, so first thing is they want you when you think about their game to only fall more <laughs> deeply in love with the game. That's number one. They want you to be Control. able to build I mean, your own galaxy <laughs> empire. Okay. The largest sandbox in history. How big is it? I don't know, but it's the largest one it's ever. The biggest. Yeah. 
The biggest one, <laughs> also <laughs> most customization that you've ever seen. Yeah, the biggest, the best, the most customization. Yeah, it yeah. is the best MMORPG. <laughs> uh, you can play first-person shooter or over-the-shoulder. I don't know why they or I guess first-person perspective. Sorry, yeah. uh, or over-the-shoulder. So you got two perspectives there. You can recruit and ally with multiple companions. Okay, that sounds cool. Question All mark, right? right? Companions? What does that even you mean? Can, yeah, I don't know. You can explore. I'm getting to some really good stuff, man. Various. <laughs> explore, purchase, colonize, or terraform new planets. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm. whole whole planets. Yeah. yeah. Here we go. Here we go. It's one of my, this is one of my favorites. Enjoy the highest performing in-game physics in history. Physics in history. How do you know you can do that? Dude? Have you started making a game? Promise you'll a fall in love with the game. Did you get to that one yet? Do you see it? Oh, it's there. Yeah, no, no, I'm getting there. Um, oh even God. after you log off, your empire continues growing, thriving, and expanding. Um, the largest game and simultaneously the highest quality performing game created in history. <laughs> like, how do you make a claim like that? You haven't even you don't even have in-game footage yet. Like, how can you make a claim like that? All right, what else we got here? Um, build your economy, get <laughs> get rich in the game, do battle against other empires, uh, push notifications right to your cell phone to keep you in the loop. It's massive multiplayer online. I know. And, and then right after it says, you can play with your friends online, like Grand Theft Auto V. <laughs> <laughs> That's that, what you just said. It was a multi. You just said it was an MMO, and then you're like, play with your friends, like Grand Theft Auto. Like what? Oh, Who made this? this guy doesn't this even. This guy, yeah, he's an entrepreneur and longtime know-it-all, but no resume to show for his like achievements. It's just, it's just a whole bunch of like it's best, cool. biggest history, history. We're breaking, Dude. making oh. history here. There's a part of me that wonders whether or not this is just a troll attempt because they're asking for 23. I thought it was 17 million the other day, but apparently it's 23 million. Yeah. Um. Mm -hmm. So I'm like looking at that going, I don't, there, there is a part of me that goes, this can't be serious. This has got to be a troll. And he's doing this just to fuck with people because of dream world and everything. There's a, there is a part of me. However, yeah. there's also the bigger part of me that goes, especially, especially some other stuff that's happened that, we've talked about off the air and stuff, but the, the, the shit that people think they can get away with on Kickstarter Dude. because there's money to be had and the things that they think they can do because, Oh, I can build an MMORPG and make money like that. That mentality, it's happening, man, it's all over is yeah. everywhere. And yes. people are doing some of the sketchiest, scammiest shit because they think they're going to get rich and be able to retire or or work on games the rest of their lives while riding high on million dollar salaries it's like you guys are you know it's like you know PCP used to be the the drug of choice for people who wanted to have you know wild dreams and and hallucinations and now it's let's just smoke some of that that MMORPG crowdfund smoke Dude, dust baby it's it's triggering it, it is starting to fucking i'm so i'm restraining so much hold on <laughs> Okay, there it is. I had to get it out. It was really loud. I had to. Mm -hmm. My my brother's probably gonna be like, "Oh my god, what just happened?" You okay? <laughs> yeah. It it is driving me nuts, dude. Because everybody that's going and doing this, it's like I see what you got. You've got a community. You've got money. 
you've got it's these quote-unquote developers i don't care if they've got skills or not that want to use everybody i want to take your shit so i can go have a nice freaking yay day i want to take what you got and it's it's everywhere it's literally everywhere and it's driving me nuts dude that it keeps happening these dirty from my perspective you are you are dirty you're just a piece of shit dude as a human being you're a piece of shit these are the people in, in humanity that give humanity a bad name dude i want to take 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 everything you got and it's fucking everywhere dude it's everywhere it's literally everywhere it's every kickstarter almost every kickstarter i see it's every developer talking about wanting to make a game anymore and then the ones that actually want to try to do something good you're in the sea of shit yeah it's trying to trying to rise to the top and and i think some of this has to do too with um some people have reached a point of desperation because of the pandemic because yeah. you know jobs are hard True. to come by and everything else and so people are people are getting desperate and desperate people do desperate things. And and sometimes when you're doing desperate shit, you're not you're not running on all your brain cells because you're just trying to you're trying to survive. make some scratch to stay up. Yeah, you're trying to survive. And and survival yeah. when survival mode kicks in, that's some real shit. Yeah. Um and and I think that has exacerbated mm. if I pronounce that right, the, the situation to some degree. But I also think there's just um this idea that you know people better or for worse people have seen mm. the rock star life that that comes with being at the top of the 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 game development heap and that's also another draw for people because they're like well if i can build a game and and this also ties into narcissism with social media a little mm. bit because being an influencer is its own type of drug and it can be dangerous for some people to handle because you can get to the point where you think that your shit doesn't stink and that you think everything you do is perfect because you've got a community of yes mm, men who are yeah. constantly telling you how good you are and how True. everything you're, you know, this ties into Rewind. the entitlement of uh, parental advice of you can be anything you want to be. And it's like, no, you can't. Right. Some people aren't going to be good at math. Some way, people man. are going to, yeah, it's not doesn't yeah. work like that. But when you've got all these followers on social media reinforcing that idea, I think that's, there's a combination of of elements that has led to the led, excuse me, led to the rise of what we're seeing right now of this, you know, proliferation of just mm -hmm. content. Um, it's just everywhere, literally. The other thing too, I feel like it really... surrounds. I feel like it's almost. I almost get this feeling lately, like it's just around me. Like I, it's well, like I, in close proximity. You can just literally reach out and touch it. And you're like, feel Dude. it. It's like so close. Some of it, I think, is just because it's because we're all involved in MMORPGs, and it is mm. it is somewhat prevalent to MMORPGs Fair. in the last couple of years. Mm. Um, there's also the other, the, the, and and Nathan was making a good point about this when he was reading through that, and and I don't know if we've ever talked about this on the show. We may have it briefly at some point, mm. but one of the things that that makes me laugh about all of these Kickstarters is every single one proclaims itself to be, yeah, the 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 biggest adventure you've ever played the biggest sandbox you've ever played mm. the most revolutionary experience the best graphics you've ever seen the best physics yes. you've ever the best the best the biggest the, the best the biggest the best the one it's going to be the one that that takes it and makes it your only we have not been in a one mmrp generation since the late fucking 90s people like yeah. th those days are gone nobody plays one yes. fucking game yeah we all play 
dozens of games, yep. sometimes more on a given year, depending on our budgets and everything else. But it's like the idea that you're somehow going to create the one game that's going to be the only game that people play for the next 10 years. You're out of your fucking mind. You are out of your fucking mind. Can't make that's that claim. All I have man. To say on that. Yeah. You know? If you're making that claim in this day and age, you are really going into things with blinders, man. Or yeah. you're just lying to people. It's it seems to me it's like one or the other, dude. Oh, Lost Ark. I was looking forward to playing. Right. Yeah. Uh, got pushed. Some ba- yeah, I caught that got tweet. back. Yeah, yeah. yeah but still, it's looking nice. good and it's doing good. You guys saw the performance is like super high. Mm-hmm. Uh, two hundred some concurrent, two hundred some thousand concurrent um, a lot of players people. in mm-hmm. in Korea. I think is where it's coming from. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. That, that game is like thriving too. And you go to the category and look at it. I mean, it's it's you know it's not the English version of the game, but it's a thriving game, man. And it's doing, yeah, good. I'm kind of, I'm kind of getting interested too. Um, I wasn't and that much when, when Simmer brought it up a couple weeks back, I was kind of like, man, it looks a little too action combaty for me. But now that I've read a little bit more of the storyline, I'm intrigued enough intriguing. to be like, I'm kind I'm kind of glad they pushed it back because I'm already invested in final fantasy <laughs> yeah. 14 right now. That's going to be the next, that's going to be my winter. And then I've already, I already purchased new world, so that's at the end of September. I just I, I tip, dipped my toe in to uh, Pathfind the Ratchet of the Righteous today for a couple hours. So, I mean, oh, yeah. I got plenty on my plate for the winter months. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of glad that Lost Ark got pushed because now mm. I can kind of look at it with a little more of a critical eye and say, all right, maybe this is something I can actually sink my teeth into because it's going to be six months away. But I appreciated the way they did it on, on Twitter too, where they, they said, Hey, we're, we looked at some of the things that are being done in the Korean yeah. version. And we decided we kind of want to do that. We didn't have enough time to do it, but we want to. So we're going to push it back so we can good. just do some more stuff. And I was like, fair enough. That's a, that's a good way to do it. You know, and, and while we're on the subject of that real quick, I just want to say that um, I'm going to get, I'm going to give new world a real shot. I'm going to give it a real a real go for i'm gonna uh because there's a community of people gathering up yep. uh wanted me to be a part of it and i was like sure why not and you know what just because the community is growing there i'm gonna give it a real chance i don't think i'm gonna make it but i'm gonna try i'm gonna try yeah. i mean i gotta I, i'm got a lot of time so... before one of the big ones so right that's the thing that's what that's kind of how i like that because i'll be honest because uh, i'm i'm gonna be um doing it um and and I'm, I'm a part of the Simmer's got a community going on with his group of virtue people or, and they're doing some stuff and, mm-hmm. and they're, they're wanting to do a lot of PVP stuff. And I don't really care about the mm-hmm. PVP. I'm more in it for the PVE stuff. There was enough in it during the closed beta that I enjoyed. I enjoyed the harvesting and crafting a lot, like a lot. Like for me, I could see that being a game where I log in. I just want to relax and take a couple yeah. hours and wander around a pretty world to do some stuff. The storyline is hella lacking. Like it's hella not there. Like, yeah. And I'm hoping that that is something that they will continue to refine over time. Um, but what, what I took away from it was there was so much to do that you can literally on any given day, pick mm-hmm. something to do and you can go do it. And that is intriguing to me from an MMORPG standpoint, because a lot of games don't have that much flexibility. You're kind of funneled into, well, are you going to do dungeons tonight or raids, or are you going to go 
you know, and, and this is more about, well, hey, do you want to craft? Go craft. Do you want to harvest? Go harvest. Do you want to go work on a stronghold? Work on a stronghold. Do you want to go do quests to make a stronghold stronghold? Do that. You want to go PvP and, and take over someone else's stronghold? You can do that. You want to do open world PvP and fight against other players? You can do that. You want to go do these instanced PvP encounters where you go, like, capture the flag and take over a settlement and it's, like, 200 people or whatever? You can do that. Like, there's just so much going on. But, like you, Nathan... I don't ever see it being something that I'm going to play more than a couple nights a week because I don't think there's enough there for me to yeah. also, it's not high fantasy and I really, right. For better yeah. or for worse, I am a high fantasy or science fiction nerd and I got to have those elements. And, and there is a fantastical element to that game, but it's also not high fantasy. It's something different. So it's like, I think it's worth it. You know, I obviously spent 40 bucks on it and I will be playing it, but I'm really glad it doesn't have, I can't remember who I was talking about this early today. I told somebody today, I was like, if it would have had a subscription, I would have said, fuck off. Like who pays a subscription? I, I say that as I just bump ponied up for 90 days <laughs> in final fantasy 14. Um, but I think, I think the, the caveat for me is I don't know of too many people who are willing to pay a subscription on a brand new game these days. Because everybody looks at Final Fantasy or World of Warcraft and says, if I'm going to have to pay a subscription for something, I would rather pay a subscription for a game that has 10 years of content behind it, as opposed to something where I might run out of content in a month. Mm -hmm. um, and it's unproven at this point with New World. So I'm glad you're going to give it a shot, though, Nathan. That's, that's I'm, I'm glad yeah. to hear that. And and I got to say, like, I was super impressed with just how well the game ran. Uh, I mean, it's kind of expected, I guess, because it's Amazon. But, like, mm. it doesn't matter who it is. Like, they never made an MMO before. It doesn't matter how much money they have. Like, shit's hard to do. It doesn't matter. Like, you know, like, sure, it makes it easier if you got a crap load of money. You can throw 400 developers at it. But, I mean, it doesn't make, you know what I'm saying? It's still impressive yeah. how well it ran to me. I know some people said they had a horrible time with the weight. Man, it ran, like, butter smooth for me. I'm um, on a ten on a ten eighty, and I literally once I read that people's crowd cards were getting having some issues. Yeah, I actually yeah. capped it out at thirty frames per second, and even at thirty frames per second, it ran great. But I had it uncapped, and even on my ten eighty on the laptop, I was getting like ninety frames a second. Like it was the performance was good. It did drop down to like forty fifty in towns because there's so many people, but it's still. I mean, it's smooth. It was smooth. It was, and and I, I like. I just you know, it's worth giving a shot. We got a while before Ashes. We got a while before Pantheon. Mm -hmm. We got a while before anything super. Uh, you know that I'm impressed with or excited about. So why not? Let's give New World a shot. And I think Amazon's really going all in on this. Yeah, I don't know how. I don't feel like Amazon has a lot of endurance though. That's mm -hmm. the only thing I'm worried about. Their endurance feels kind of weak to me so far from what we've seen with their projects, right? Like, they're just like, oh, we're not making a crap load of money. Pull the plug. Like, you know, so I'm a little worried about that, that they might just sell it out to somebody else because it's not making quite as much as they wanted. Um, I'm worried, but I'm going to give it a shot. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I saw a comment in chat, too, from Cicada talking about they found out the graphics card melting issue was because of a batch of cards that had uh, bad soldering. Um mm -hmm. I yeah my Mike I got a lot of people in my community that want to play it and I've I've had a lot of people trying to convince me to like to try it out and all this and I'm I just I just sometimes you I'm, just don't feel it I'm just not feeling it. it it's nothing personal at all it's it's literally yeah. not that I think that the game's not gonna do decent or well I think it's gonna actually do good I think it'll do good 
I think that people are gonna, was, a lot of people are going to enjoy it. Fantasy, I'd be freaking out happy right yeah, now. Yeah, uh, that's, I'm in the that's, same that's, that's a big thing for me. Like, that's what I'm missing for it from it, though, yeah. is the high fantasy element. And uh, that's that's literally it. That's really it. Um, I, plus, I've got projects right now. I've got a website I'm developing. Another website I'm developing. I've got the podcast stuff that we do here. Um, I've got two podcasts I run, right? I've got a whole other list of things. I mean, I start, I talked about how I'm working on my book now. Like, fuck man. Like I've got, you know what I mean? Like if I, if I invest in, in too much, I won't have time to, to really from, for myself really enjoy much of it. Um, I've been playing arc a little bit too with our community that we've got a, a server that's been spun up by monster in the community and been playing one of the server there. It's got a Viking vibe to it, which is pretty fun. And you know, it's just like, I've got tons keeping me busy you know, mm-hmm. tons keeping me busy. I mean, I'm, I want to play, um, some more of, uh, final fantasy 14. I just haven't had time, you know, and I'm probably not going to have a ton of time. I've got lots to keep me busy. And yeah, there's the games that we're all waiting for. A lot of us are waiting for, we're working on or whatever. And I mean, ashes of creation is one for me that I'm going to be playing. Um, I'm playing ESO and with ashes, you're still looking at like, I don't know, man, it's going to be a, while. a couple years. I'd it, say another it's going to be a while. Yeah. I mean, I'm not yeah. anticipating alpha two to kick until second quarter of next year. That's yeah. just my belief. I have nothing I gotta, to base I, it on, but that's, I gotta uh, mention, and that's their longest period of testing, by the way. So well, alpha two is yeah. alpha two is going to be the longest, the big one. Yeah. That's the big Plan. testing one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's going to uh, go a while. Meat Hook in the chat brought up a really good point, um, saying that, you okay. know, New World, not, it's not, you know, it's not something huge. It's not as good as something like Star Gods or anything, but, you know, you know, they're doing what they can with their meager budget they got, you know, at Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> My God, dude. Oh, we're going to get into the good. Let's just, oh, we're going to get into some good stuff. Put a pin on that. Put a pin on that. <laughs> right. Okay, now there was this one here that I know you had mentioned, Renfell. You had brought it up, and I hadn't... I threw you a ton of links, man. You did. I was could I you... was doing a deep dive one morning. Yeah, could you give me the long and short on this uh, quarter two, twenty twenty one? What's going on with Daybreak EG seven? Oh God! So this is really unfortunate, ah! um, and and we don't know. There's a lot that we just don't know yet. So yeah, yeah. the the the, the trunctuated version is that so EG seven bought Daybreak last year everybody was excited about it because they came out and they did a couple things right away one they released numbers about all of the games mm-hmm. so we finally found out how many people are playing you know uh, dungeons and dragons online lord of the rings online everquest everquest yeah. 2 and we got we got revenue numbers as well which is because daybreak would never give that mm-hmm. shit away but because of the transparency laws with with you know governments and everything else when you're doing uh, takeovers like this there has to be you have to share those numbers to the public that's that's part of the oversight um, stuff with investing so we got access to all that and then we saw the i guess no longer ceo of eg7 was out there making tons of videos and just really hyping up everquest and the franchise yeah. and what they wanted to, and like we're going to do this we're going to throw money at it we're going to get all these people into it mm-hmm. and we're going to do this with lord of the rings online we're going to do a graphical revamp we're going to throw money at it we're going to you know make sure that it takes advantage of the new Amazon show coming out, um, all this stuff, right? Now, nobody really knows exactly what has happened, um, but apparently the financials for EG7 were very poor. And as a result, that that's what I understand from what I've, what the reading I've done. And, and as a result, the investors, the board of directors and everything else decided that the, this CEO, as passionate as he might be, is 
not the right person to be running the ship because they're not making the money that they want to be making. That's what I understand. I don't think that there's anything nefarious going on. I think it's purely related to finances. I could be wrong. The flip side of this, and this is the shitty part for those of us who were had big hopes for EverQuest, is that the person that they just put in charge of VG7 was the same motherfucker who was in charge of Daybreak for the last all the controversy with the the Russian investors and the closure of all these games and just throwing people off the ship left and right and just basically ruining the franchises after SOE became Daybreak. It, oh this is the guy, and now he has become this the interim CEO of EG7 now to replace the guy we all were really hyped up about. So this has thrown, for some of us anyway, I'm one of those individuals who's looking at this going, I feel now I'm a little worried. Uh, before, after the EG7 takeover, I was like, fuck yeah, EverQuest, we're going to get EverQuest 3, we're going to get new stuff, I mean, look at all the cool things they're doing, and now it's back in Daybreak hands again. And it's just like, no. Like I feel like yeah. Skywalker when and, Darth and Vader this, told him he's his father, you know. It's yeah, like, and this is this is exactly what you just said. This is a money thing, right? Because yes, when he was uh, this Mister Ham guy, when he was in charge, yeah, they made a lot of money uh, because they started doing all these cash shops and mm. um, you know, uh, you know, subscriptions required for uh, our yearly release of a, a progression server and. You know, just uh, just they just went all in on the cash shop, et cetera. And yeah, they made a lot of money. Of course they did. Uh, that's what happens, right? Um, uh, but the problem is, is that when you compare the extensive profitability of EverQuest under his leadership, is you have to look at well, what you're comparing to previous years where World of Warcraft came out, et cetera, and people were all going and trying other MMOs that were newer and fresher. And then all you did, you didn't actually fix the problem. You just made each player that was still left pay more money to keep having fun right so it's like sure he made more money but as comparative to what right uh so that's what it was obviously uh they looked at him when he was ceo and how much money he made and, or made the company uh with what he was in charge of and they said well if he can do that and let's let him do it again problem is this guy's a bad actor who makes horrible decisions and doesn't care about the franchise doesn't care about uh, the player or he just cares about those dollar signs right so yeah it's bad news because eg7 took over in final fantasy 7 or i'm sorry final fantasy 7 uh everquest released their newest uh progression server and for the first time ever there was very little issues there's no lag it's running really good um you know and uh everybody was pretty excited because it seemed like maybe eg7 was going to do some good stuff there was rumors of people that worked there saying some fun behind the scenes like stuff just, yeah. yeah just like wait till you hear what's coming next with the everquest franchise kind of feelings to it um and now it's just kind of like well now he's back in charge just go ahead and axe all that because yep. this is the guy Jeez. who's ruined everything about this franchise all he gives a shit about is making the company money and so he's gonna he'll, he'll cut what he has to cut fire who has to fire fuck the fans Cancel projects yep yep everything he don't care well, some so it's, advanced it's, strategies right there, aren't they? It's how you make money. Yeah. It's how you make yeah. money these days. Well, you know, there's another really cool way of making money that I'm a fan of, and it's called making a oh. freaking good game. That's right. my. That's how I like hey. it when people make money. 
That's a you good know? idea. That, I forgot. Everybody people... forgot about that one. Right. Yeah, really oh, man. That's a really good way to make money. You know, Shit, like, that's like a that good worked. idea. It yeah. worked for everybody back in the day. I don't know. I don't... Like, um, you all see the article on the Elden Ring. Woo! Yes, um, and it ooh. took it took the cake at the recent Game Awards ceremony. Oh, like, yeah, I'm yeah. so hyped for this game. Yeah. Now that now that one's probably gonna end up really good, but you got to look at who's making it and those guys have uh, history, good record. They got history, but also they haven't made it to that real big time yet. Yeah. Oh, this might be the one, this, you know what I mean? Might, <laughs> this might be the one that takes them there, and then whether or yeah. not they can they they get corrupt. Because I also like to look at you know. Uh, CD Projekt Red took mm-hmm. a while to get going. Witcher 3 was like their crowning achievement. And once they got there, it has been downhill mm-hmm. from there. I'm not I, saying that. I'm, I still am on their side. I, I, know I they... am. I am too. Cause I loved yeah, CD Projekt. Uh, I loved uh, uh, Cyberpunk. And yeah, I I've too. been, I've been holding off a second playthrough because I just want to wait until the, the next generation comes out. And then when I have the next generation console, hopefully by that point, the DLC will come out, maybe the first expansion pack. And I, I just, I love them as a, I love the history of that company yeah. going from Same. like, doing fucking like, you know, pirated CDs back in the day of, of games. Cause there was no way to get games into their country to then creating the first ever, like platform that was legitimately importing and translating games into their country yeah. and then building that like those the, the the guys that are in charge of that company built it up like yeah. it's not you know it didn't get to where it is today because they were assholes that only cared about money it got there because they were passionate about games from when they were teenagers and obviously things change and and corporate stuff gets in the way sometimes yeah. but i'm like i'm on their side as well i think it's just a it's a culmination of maybe getting a little too big too fast um or taking on more than they maybe should have or i think that's what it was they tried to they got a little over ambitious yeah. um and then they had deadlines and they couldn't delay it anymore and there's mm. like oh god we just gotta release it and pray uh that that everything somehow works out and they did it yeah it does feel like but look at what elden ring got man on here they got best action adventure game at gamescom they got what's the next one here was swept the awards man it was they it's brutal the best rpg it got the best of gamescom it got best playstation game and I think those are all of them. Nope. Best lineup. Yeah, it's like when Return Jeez, of the King dude. hit the Academy Awards and just swept. And it yeah. was like, just walk in, gorilla in the room, beat the chest, and like, fuck y'all, we're taking all the awards. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, Why not? Man. So crazy. Why not? Because you know what? You know who should have had a really cool open world oh. RPG out by now? Who? Bethesda. Dude. Have you heard of the newest Bethesda game coming out, Nathan? Yeah. Have you heard? It's, dude. Skyrim. We're Very getting special edition. <laughs> Wait, but it's got fishing this time. Yeah. And yeah. um, what else? A special extra oh fuck edition? Yeah. Super special edition. It's the most <laughs> special edition. 
Yeah. No, they're saving. They're, actually, they saved that title for the next time. This time, there's kind of a very special edition. The right. most special edition. Maybe that'll be. Is it ten year anniversary? Year. Is that right? Ten year anniversary edition. Is that is that what they're yeah. calling it? You know what? When you can't make a good game anymore, I guess just keep re-releasing the last time you did uh, good. You know what I'm saying? But but will I you will you buy it? Will you buy it? Well, it's free to me. I've already fell for uh, their crap last time and bought the other special edition. The uh, what was it called? The um, legendary edition, right? Uh, when that was called, I get confused. There's so many editions of Skyrim, but yeah, I bought every edition of Skyrim that's come out. Uh, got it for the Switch. Got it so because they got me on that. Like, ooh, you can play it on the go. I was like, yeah, I want to play Skyrim on the go. It's a great idea. Mm -hmm. uh, they got me on a special edition because I felt like I was playing my regular. Uh, whatever the last edition was called on the PC, and I was like, "Man, people are playing this with better graphics than me." I've got all these mods on, but they they got the official, so I bought it and I played it that way. And but at least I was mad when I first heard. <laughs> I know you were, but at least, but at <laughs> least it's free if you already own the last special edition. You can just apparently upgrade. So okay, all right. It's still annoying because it's like, how about instead of wasting all this development time on re-releasing the same freaking game, that honestly the modding community is doing a better job of keeping up, you know, making it look good, etc. And with new content, I mean, just leave it alone. The mod community has it now. They're, it's good. Move on. How about you make the next Elder Scrolls, right? Like, it's way long past due, man. You know what I'm saying? My, 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 my. My child was just born a baby the last time you released an Elder Scrolls game. She's like practically a grown up now. Let's let's move along. You know what I'm saying? When's yeah. their next? Because Starfield's November of next year, right? Yeah. The ETA or the plan anyway. Yeah. If we actually yeah. hit that. And they said that they weren't like that's their priority right now. Not not the yeah. next. Uh, um, not the next Elder Scrolls. So you know we might not see the next Elder Scrolls for another four years five years yeah um which seems a little ridiculous because they also have um don't they have another fallout game in development too i think so i believe i believe so or was that starfield i get I lost because they, they, makes... they tease all these things that that are never they're gonna be 10 years out yeah <sighs> um that's unfortunate i'm Although actually I bummed can't we don't this. have I... es that the next elder scrolls game already 10 years later Somebody just made an article. I think it was PC Gamer. They did a, a ten year because I guess we're ten years for uh, Star Wars: Old Republic as well. Wow, and someone yeah. was saying, you know, it's it's time for Star Wars: Old Republic two. Like, when are we getting Star Wars: Old Republic two? Like, you know, the upcoming changes that are happening this fall are going to be pretty amazing because you can you can actually run through the class storylines regardless of what your class is, which is oh. kind of cool. So you create like a bounty hunter you know, archetype, but then run through a Jedi storyline. I mean, really? they're, they're, maybe that's Jedi, but it's the other side, the, the trooper storyline. So you're right. going to be able to do things and mix and match with oh, the, the abilities. So they're changing up the entire combat system. And so they're making revolutionary changes to the game. But the article I read yesterday was basically on the lines of why aren't we getting the second one yet? Like, yeah, obviously it takes a lot more money to build a new game than it does to, sure, to yeah. add on to an old one. They were talking about like the fallacies of the hero engine because the hero engine wasn't even released when Star Wars Zero Republic came out. Like they were using the unreleased version of it and they they just basically hijacked it and made it their own hybrid version of that engine. Um, 
so yeah, not to sidetrack. Um, I'm with you on that, but like ESO, Star Wars, why aren't we getting the second versions of those? Like, that's one thing I liked about EverQuest was EverQuest One went to EverQuest Two, and so you had two separate games that kind of operated in a way it was kind of like alternate universes, sort of, but not really. Like it's just different yeah. timelines. But um, I felt that that was a really cool way to do it because they both looked different and played different, but also played into the same lore and had yeah. an overarching universe. And I really yeah, liked you could, the way they did you that. You could play EverQuest 2, um, and even if you hadn't played EverQuest 1, if somebody else played EverQuest 1 and they mentioned a place like Mismore or whatever, you would still know what they meant. You might have a little bit of a different interpretation of what the mm -hmm. content was. But you would, you know, the lore was still there. You just triggered something for me because I remember one of the coolest uh, expansions for me, or maybe not the coolest expansion. That's that's the wrong way to say it. One of the coolest zones for me when they implemented it in EverQuest Two was Butcher Block. Yeah. Because going into Butcher Block, um, and then going into Kaladum, Kaladum was no longer a city. Kaladum is a dungeon. Yeah. In EverQuest Two, and it's a big ass dungeon, and it's Jeez. really cool, really cool looking dungeon with some really cool quest lines in it and everything else. And it's just, it's way more epic in scope than it was in EverQuest One because it's it's gone from being as this you know city to this ruins and this dungeon that's just this creepy ass place to be. And that was one of the things I felt for a long time. Uh, EverQuest 2 did very well was taking the lore of the original game and then kind of expanding certain things. Uh, by the way, Mistmore was a great example because that was when they got into persistent zones in EverQuest 2. And yeah. I remember the first time we ran through Mistmore, I think it took us four nights of going in and, and it was such a big dungeon. It was like, what? This place is massive. I mean, we're taking... 12 hours to get through this dungeon. It was it was not a quick little 45 minute right. speed run. It was a multi-night yep. affair yeah dude it's like you know cheryl was talking about like you know when like she would pre-order elder scrolls 6 you know when it comes it mm -hmm. comes available to pre-order and like this is just one of the, it's like a zelda game how many times have they released zelda games or mario games you know what mm -hmm. i mean it's it's one of those things like but it, for me i can i can i can do okay at avoiding a re-release of a game the majority of the time unless it's pretty significant in some way but with like the Elder Scrolls, with like Zelda games, right? With with games like these, like sometimes it was the God of War games too, but I just didn't have the console at the time where I would have played the last one. There are some games when the next one comes out, you just love that world, that universe, that fantasy so much. Like the game could have problems and it could it could end up being a buzzkill, but like there are some games I will just get because yeah. I'll be able to step back into that world and see it reimagined once again Man, with an update. This this ties into what we were talking about last week yeah. about the immersion in like yes. what makes a, an RPG, like what makes the games yeah. that mm -hmm. we want to play, like what are the things that really draw us in? And it's that storyline immersion. So I had never played sure. the previous Gods of War, God of War games because yeah. um, they always looked a little too, I don't know. I just wasn't into action combat at that time. Um, but I knew enough about the story that when this new game came out, I wanted to play it. But I also wanted to play it because I'm a bit of a junkie for any kind of Viking lore and Norse mythology. Yeah. And my wife is also in the same boat. And nice. I've played that game through twice now. And she's sat there and watched almost all of it. It That's is a good game. 
such a good game. And I got to say, that's that's one of the games that made me want to get a PS5 was like, I need to have a next gen console for when that comes out next year, because I know that that next game is going to blow it out of the water. Mm, Yeah, Um, because it but it was one of those games where I looked at it and immediately said, I need to buy that because yeah. I want to, I want that. I want to be in that in there. Yeah. I want to go explore that yes. universe. Yeah. And for me, for me, what makes me so upset is like, there's a lot of options for RPGs, right? Mm. Um, thankfully we're back in the day. Where there's lots of options for CRPGs yeah. again, but you know what? There's not a lot of options for is games like elder scrolls. I'm sorry guys, but the, the other games that try to be, they're not, they're just not right. Like they don't have the depth. True. They don't have, the, I agree. I don't know, just there's so much freedom in Elder Scrolls games where it's like I can just ditch the entire story and literally just go out and explore. Loot everything. And, and loot everything yep. and like, you know, you all the inventory management because you're there's so much stuff to loot that you got to find somewhere to drop yep. your stuff off at. And like, man, I just love yep. the gameplay of the Elder Scrolls, man. Yep. Like, I, I, I just, and there's no other people making a game like that so far. So it's like, what? yeah, it's, not yet. I, I do want to jump in and I want to say I'm. Well, we've I'm, been saying that a long time, though. We thought after Morrowind they would start making games like that. I was like, oh, now everybody's going to make games like this. Well, damn. Nobody's been know. able to pull it off. I will say that there is one company building a first person RPG right now who I think can actually pull it off. I hope and you're about reason, to say who I think you are. Okay, and the ahead. reason is because they have previously done games like Pills of Eternity 1, Pills yes. of Eternity 2. Yes. So it's, yes, Avowed, which yes. is a first person RPG yes. from Obsidian. Yeah. They still haven't shared. Yes, that's the thing. We know that this company makes good fucking RPGs. Like every game they make, we love every single game they make. We love, and they've been working on this for a long time and they've only ever teased that one little snippet video where you see the guy holding the sword and casting a spell at the same time inside of a dungeon. And every time I watch that video, I like just thinking about that video gives me goosebumps right now. So I'm, I'm very optimistic that obsidian can pull it off because you're you're not wrong nobody has been able to recreate that morrowind skywind oblivion type experience um and and i've played a few and they've never been able to capture the depth they even um i was watching a a video um i shared it with my brother the other day and i'm gonna go look it up real quick just because it's it's something that i i gotta i gotta mention while we're on the stream um, it's called Return to Nangram, and I saw a trailer for it the other day. And um, I could drop the trailer actually if you want me to. Um, go for it. Uh, let me grab this real quick. And the reason I mention this is because um, it's a first person. It's literally described as a like a first person um, dwarven RPG, and it's about like reclaiming your. Um, Hang on, let me post that there. Um, and this is like a little quick two-minute trailer. But this, like, it, you can feel that that first-person adventure vibe when you watch this. But then I've gone and watched deeper videos on this, and and unfortunately, I think that this game it, it's lacking all that scope that you were just talking about, Nathan. Yeah. Because it, it's it's a very narrow focus. It's a it's it's a survival. It's a dwarf. It's a first-person dwarven survival game, and so it's all about kind of going into the dungeons. And it's got a huge crafting component where you're using the forge, and you're mining, and you're making dwarven weapons and everything else, and you're uncovering the lore of this lost dwarven city. 
but that's the focus. It's very narrow in focus. Mm. And it's really hard to recreate. Man, this goes back to the conversation we were having a while back about the importance of an intellectual property and yeah. and like yeah. a world. Morrowind has, you know, or not Morrowind, excuse me. Elder Scrolls has been built up over so many years yes. that they have such a, a, a plethora of of lore and 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 locations yeah. that they can pull from. I was I did I dipped my toes today into Pathfinder: Wrath of the Righteous um, for a couple hours. Um, I didn't get enough time to really get a, a good impression. It's very fun, obviously. I love CRPGs, but I was overwhelmed because I don't know the Pathfinder lore. Oh, geez, yeah. Hey, so th- well, let me ask you this real quick. Let me ask you. You may already know. You probably sure. already know this. But uh, we, did you play D and D during third edition? No, I didn't. I, oh, I went. Okay. Yeah, so I went from um, first and second edition to second edition AD and D. And then I just played second edition AD and D all throughout the third and three point five years. Um, and the only okay. thing I ever did that was three or three point five was some of the like games that came out that were in that uh, rule set. But I ne- I didn't even play fourth edition, and, and I'm just now getting up to speed with fifth edition. Um, okay, because that's what I, Pathfinder basically is. It's a modified third edition. So yeah, but the oh. thing that gets me is like the world that they're using is has so much lore established with it that when i was playing the game today and they did it in a very kind of like the pillars of eternity way where you've got highlighted words yes. that you can hover over and it gives you this and i'm like there was so much fucking lore dump that happened in the two hours that i played that i literally just had to stop plus i was running on like fumes because no sleep but i was literally like i just gotta take a breath here because there's so much going on that i'm feeling overwhelmed by the amount of lore that I've been presented with. Um, and I feel that the Elder Scrolls games, if you come into a new Elder Scrolls game, it can feel that <sighs> way yeah. because there's been so much established unless you've played yeah. all of the previous um, iterations. Um, but that's also a good thing because it gives you so much to pull yeah. from yeah. when you're writing. You've talked about this, Nathan, in terms of the depth and breadth of what... Um, forgotten realms has or just you know all the universes that that wizards of the coast has why haven't we seen you know that epic you know the like a real D uh mmo or open world or even open like, world which they're yeah. making one they're making one problem is is man D gets crapped on let me just be honest <laughs> the video game adaptations of D have not been just, great yeah, I mean, there's been yeah. some good ones, right? Like, there's been Baldur's Gate or whatever. Uh, but for the most part, the, the D&D games are bad. I'm just going to be honest. So I don't have a lot of hope in it, and that really sucks because I'd love to just so be So disappointed. Super yeah, but God knows it'll probably just be some <sighs> giant turd. <laughs> I, 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 I told you guys a couple weeks ago, um, uh, Dark Alliance was so bad. That I uninstalled it off my PS4. I never made it past the third, oh, the shit. third dungeon. Like I made it, really? which is like I maybe. Don't a third mind of the, the game. I don't think it's like anything revolutionary or anything. But you know, I couldn't. I got I, like I the know. third I dungeon. I, I got through three dungeons, and I was just like, you know what? This is just not. If um, you've went this long and you've not bought bought it, then just don't. I guess. Yeah, wait till it's like five bucks, or you get it for free somewhere oh, yeah. from like yeah. PS Plus. Jeez, man. Yeah. Feels bad, dude. Um, There's some I did love. chat there had a had a point too, but yeah, man. Elder Scrolls games have got there's 
Nathan's right though. Like there's no game, like even in, even in the Elder Scrolls online, right? When you jump in that game, like it is very much an Elder Scrolls game because wherever you go and no MMOs like have this, right? This is, this is Elder Scrolls where you can go and you can steal and you can get in trouble with the guards yeah. and you can loot things from bags or barrels or crates or, you know, break into chests and you can use that or you can, you know, fence it. And read all these little books all and these letters. Books, and, and they all tie yeah. into the story of the history. Yeah. And you've got oh, the history good. delivered in the actual narrative in the game, in story, references to it. I mean, it all ties back and forth. And like, like say, you know, it, Elder Scrolls Online drives me nuts sometimes, but there's a lot that they get right. And when you talk about the IP specifically, when you talk about the Elder Scrolls, it says MMO. It's it adds Elder Scrolls of an MMORPG. It's gonna get. I agree. I agree. With that. In in my opinion, and they yep. just they do it right. They do the damn franchise. They do the the IP right. They do the history of it right. When it comes down to it, like when you can go into first person, like hey, look. Maybe like you're not gonna get the situational awareness you're gonna get if you're if you're not in third person trying to do a trial or something, but can you do it? Yes. Yeah. It's very Elder Scrolls to be able to go from first to third person perspective. Like all of these elements that are Elder Scrolls games are in this MMORPG, right? So and and even when you're just talking about the RPG itself, a standalone Elder Scrolls game like Morrowind, or you talk about Arena, or you, Arena's like way back, right? That's a little different, right? It was, it was a different time. It was early iterations of the game. But when you talk about like Oblivion or like Skyrim yeah. or Morrowind, like across the board, man, it hits the markers of an Elder Scrolls game. The Elder Scrolls Online does too. And yeah, when you go 10 years without an Elder Scrolls game, look, I like ESL. I love it, right? But I'd love the next Elder Scrolls game. I kind of wonder if we'll get it in the same lifetime of the online MMORPG though. Yeah, we will. I, I think we will. I think feel it'll like be it. the end like... of it. Do you think it'll be towards um, the end of it somewhere? Or do you no, feel like it'll I be think... in the middle still? No, I think, I think actually, I think here's what's going on. I think they have a team working on it, right? And they're, they're acting like, Oh, we're not going to focus on it. I think what they mean, what they're actually saying is we're not going to market it. We're not going to show mm, yeah. you nothing. We're working on it. We're just not, you ain't going to see crap. True. We want you, we want you to buy star. Uh, what's uh, it called? Yeah. The United Starfield. Starfield. Sorry. I just don't give a crap when it's not fantasy uh, usually, <laughs> but uh, I'm going to play it. But uh, you know, so <laughs> we want you to, we want you to focus on Starfield and another company that's really big on that square annex, right? Like oh, when yeah. they got a, something coming, like everybody's like, what about the remake for Final Fantasy seven? They're like, we're not saying crap about that until True. Kingdom Hearts. So out, true, right? dude. And then they're just like, buy... yeah, because just ignore it. And that is how our brains work. Like a bunch of Elder Scrolls fans would be like, ah, ah, Starfield, who cares? What about Elder Scrolls? What about? And we'll skip it and we won't buy it. But if they keep if they keep us focused on here, Starfield, that's a really cool, intense, uh, whatever it turns out to be. I don't have a lot of hopes for it, but um, you know, we'll, we'll buy it just because we haven't heard nothing about Elder Scrolls. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, I still believe, and I, some people are going to get really mad at me saying this, but it's just my opinion, that Fallout, the way that they stagger releases with Fallout, I don't believe Fallout would even be a popular series if it wasn't for us waiting for the next Elder Scrolls. Um, I think it would do okay. I'm not saying it would mm -hmm. make any money. I'm not saying it's not its own good series. I'm just saying a ton of people buy Fallout because 
it's the closest thing to an Elder Scrolls type experience where it's super immersive, tons of stuff to do. I mean, it's the closest mm-hmm. thing to an MMO by yourself you can do, where it's just a, just a crap ton of content, you know? Oh man, I love I love it, and I'm I'm really sad. Like I'm so sick of playing Skyrim, dude. I played that game so many times. So sick of it. I hate it now. I'm gonna be honest. I hate that game now. Played it too long, like because there's nothing else like it. So I, when I want to play that type of game, guess what? I guess, I'm, guess I'm playing Skyrim because I already did that for the other ones. I cannot go back and play Morrowind. I have played that to death. Uh, I think I can... I've played that one three times through. Um, so I, I'm probably the unique one here in that I've only done Skyrim all the way through once. Mm. Um, I've done a couple of other partial playthroughs, but I haven't actually... I don't own any of the Legendary Editions or anything else. So it's been a long time since I've touched um, Skyrim. So I, I've actually looked at the upcoming Skyrim for the PS5 or whatever and looked at that and said... Mm. Considering my wife is slowly getting into gaming a little bit, and she really likes mm-hmm. Red Dead, and I know she loves fantasy. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, I'm thinking that the Skyrim, the Skyrim might be the game that I can get her into that'll get her into fantasy games a little bit too. Yep, uh, it is a good because, gateway game, that's for sure. For... It is because you can do so much that's just not related to the storyline in that game. You just wander around and go hunting and fishing and progress. all this other stuff. Still and progress. They, yeah, yeah, it's a, it's an interesting thing. Yeah, it's like that. Oh, the Sky Oblivion, right? That's a good one too. So that you no, have you so. seen that one? Yeah, I haven't. Yeah, I, I haven't like really dug in. I, I've seen the previews for it and stuff, but taking basically taking the world of Skyrim and making an Oblivion game out of it, right? Sort of is the approach they're going for. Yeah, just better. Grind. I've seen the the Morrowind remake too. Looks really interesting, but even though it looks interesting, I won't go play it because, like Nathan, I I did Morrowind three times. That was enough. Like. It was still. I still think the intro to Morrowind is one of the best intros to any fantasy game I have ever played. Ever. You talking about how it opens up the story where you're a prisoner on that boat. Yeah, and, and like yeah. you just wake up on the boat and you're getting off and and you get into the town and you just then you go from there and it's just like holy like, shit! Like it that, was that voice actor's sound the way he that voice actors i can hear him in my ears right <laughs> now. You know, that <laughs> like true, yeah. <laughs> So good, dude. That's a good game. So it's it's a fine line, isn't it? When we talk about these like strategies that companies use, right? These these advanced strategies, which we're just gonna call the most basic nostalgia bait. Like that's a we called it called it called it advanced strategy, called a basic strategy, but it's a strategy and it works a lot. It works with Skyrim. It works with Zelda. It works with a lot of games. But sometimes that nostalgia bait is for a real good time too everybody so, loves that feeling that feeling man and you know i think about skyrim or a lot of these games we've talked about that we just love playing man and it's nostalgia man it's that good time it's a lot of times it goes back to that immersion element we're talking about like i that's the thing right i want to jump in that world that's what it is about new world that doesn't work for me i don't i don't want to be in that world i want to jump in the elder scrolls i want to jump in ashes of creation i want to be in that world like it's fantastic i want to be in hyrule like these places so, i want to be in but 
this is a very interesting because I, I I'm invested in Final Fantasy 14 now. Yeah. Um, enjoying it, yeah. having fun, but it's not. I do not have that that feeling. That feeling of I must play this game. Mm. I've heard so many people talk good things about it that I was willing to give it a shot, mm. and it's been good enough to keep me entertained. But I still have not yet felt like, oh my god, I need to play this. I must be in this world. Whereas, right. like Baldur's Gate, one and two, or Icewind Dale, those are games that even to this day, despite the fact that those are older games, I can sit down and play those games and feel like I am in that world and like I'm like immersed in it. And it's just maybe that's a personal thing for every different person. They're gonna feel that so. a little bit differently. Um, but you're not wrong, and 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 yeah, Final Fantasy XIV is a good example of that for me because I'm enjoying it, but it's not. It hasn't got me by the the nostalgia tickles yet. Um, it, it is. I actually got pissed at. I got pissed off the other day playing this game um, slightly when because I'm oh. in the I'm in the patch content leading up to Heaven's Ward, oh. and they made me go do the hard trials, right? Like I had to redo all the trials again, and like there was no storyline reason for it whatsoever, other than just. The beast lords are coming back, or the primals, or the beasts are coming back again and summoning the primals. We got to take care of it. I'm like, why the fuck would I need to do this again? Like, send some other True. schmuck out there to take care of these. Like, it, it actually, I was ranting a little bit about it on the stream as I was going through it. Cause like, I was like, this is the dumbest shit that I've ever done in an MMORPG where I'm just going back and redoing something for what? For the sake of making me run errands? Like, this is stupid yeah um, you got the patch in between the first expansion like the end of realm reborn is that what you're mm, talking about yes yeah. i'm i'm yeah and, and then it's then awful. i got yeah. i got i thought this morning so i've, I've been up since four o'clock and i got up this morning and i was like i couldn't sleep so i just started playing at like 5 30 and started screaming and i'm like going through and i got down and i was like it got three hours into it and I looked at the clock and I was like, it's nine o'clock in the morning. I was like, I'm just going to push through. I'm, I'm, I'm literally, I said, I'm five quests away from finishing this stupid shit. And I get to heaven's word, right? That's what I thought. I get to the quest, turn it in next quest that Menphilia has red. Well, what the fuck? And then it's like, Oh, you've got to do the crystal tower series before you can progress any farther. And I'm like, Oh, that, What's that? And then I go research it online. And it's like, oh no, now I got to do this whole other subsection <laughs> with three raids and everything yeah. else because apparently that's important somewhere later on down the run for like the end of Shadowbringers, which is like the next expansion. Like, why the fuck am I doing it now then? Like, why are you forcing me to do something so right now? It, it made a lot more sense at the that time, time right? Yeah. Uh, it's one of those things where it's like, if they, they've woven it into that time period to where like yeah you do need to know these characters and it's there's just little tiny pieces that like later in the story will be completely meaningless mm. to you if you didn't at least experience it so they kind of force you into it it made a lot of sense back then even though we didn't know there was this future because back then it was like this is like the content right like for end game yeah. at that time that was the end game so it was like of course i've done those mm -hmm. things right like and if i haven't then of course i need to do those things because they're super cool you know for back then you know when it was fresh new content um now it does seem i've did a second play then it does seem a little crazy but i mean i've been having fun but that's i that's one of the things that has kept me from really getting sucked into that world is that kind of shit um 
And then also, and somebody brought up a good point in the stream. They were like, a lot of the times with them going through the content, they'll they'll repeat themselves in the dialogue. It'll be like, this is how Etheria works, and this is how the Asians, and and then we're gonna repeat that seven quests later, and then seven quests later, we're gonna repeat it again. And I'm like sitting here going, We've already heard this like three times. And somebody in my chat said, Well, if you think about it, back in the day when these patches were released, they were months apart. So they wanted to refresh mm -hmm. everybody's memory. Yeah as to what the storyline was and what was going on. I was like, okay, that makes sense, Fair. but it also is really annoying when you're going through it like I am and you're just like, you know, bullet pointing through the main the main storyline. But that's what's kept me from feeling the ability to get sucked into that world so far. So maybe it'll change mm -hmm. when I get past this. Um, I've heard lots of good things, but uh, man, I got really frustrated this morning um, oh, man. and the other day with the trials. I am curious now, like, because, you know, I've kind of wondered what it is about Final Fantasy 14 over the years has caused me to to not really feel like, God, I want to jump in that game because I don't know. You know, the hype or the excitement initially was like watching those cinematics. It's like watching a freaking Blizzard cinematic. Or they Elder are very Scrolls. good. Yeah, yeah. Elder Scrolls, Blizzard, freaking Final Fantasy. Their cinematics are always fucking amazing. They're so good. They're so good. And I watched all those and I was like, oh my God, I want to do this. I want to be there. This looks exciting. I mean, even like back, like doing a realm reborn, like with the freaking dragon and like destroying the world, all that, you know, and like what, how that, the symbolism there for all of it's freaking great, dude. It, you know, makes you excited. I jump in and there's areas in the world that are always really pretty and everything, but there's nothing. Ishgard that, is pretty sweet. Yeah. It's pretty nice, but I don't ever feel like, damn, I can't wait to get back in the game. I've it's, yet to feel that, yeah. It's more for me about I want to complete the story to find out what's going to happen. But that isn't yeah. an element that's it's not the same thing. It's not the same thing. It's not. It's like I'm invested, so I'm going to play it because I want the storyline. Yeah. But I don't feel compelled to be in the world to log in. Right. Yeah, yeah. I don't. And it being a Final Fantasy game is enough for me. The Elder Scrolls, on the other hand, the Elder Scrolls Online it doesn't matter where we're at in that game's development. It's always a good time because I get to jump into Tamriel. I get to play around on Nern. Like, I think it's weird because as much as I love the single player games, I've never been able to get into ESO. Mm, um, I've heard that. I love, you, you tried I love it after the original launch. Oh, yo, yo, I, here's, this is, this is going to sound fucked up. So I have <sighs> purchased on the PC, I have purchased... I purchased the base game way back in the day, and then I purchased the Morrowind like all-in-one pack or whatever, mm. and then PC, and then I went to the PlayStation last year and bought. Was it Somerset? Was last year? Uh, I bought Somerset or what? Yeah, Graymore. Graymore. Somerset was before that. It's, yeah, Somerset, Graymore, Blackwood. I didn't buy Graymore. It was Somerset. I bought the Somerset Complete Edition for the for the PlayStation because I got tired of playing it on the PC, and I was like, maybe I'll enjoy it more if I'm playing it on the playstation and same thing like I, i'll play it for two three weeks have fun and then somewhere around the three mark three week mark i just get kind of bored and i don't know why because it has like the best voice acting of any game Freaking i've ever played good. yeah um visually it's it's elder scrolls you know and yeah. i know the locations and i love the lore but i don't know what it is about that game that hasn't just i can't I have never been able to get into the MMORPG for some reason. I still don't people. know why it is. It drives me nuts. 
Yeah, I've heard that from people too. Like they played the original, they played Elder Scrolls games, but then they get in the MMORPG, they just can't, it doesn't resonate for some reason. And it's like this enigmatic thing. It just, I no, I, I, I can't place it. They can't place it. I, I get in there. Look, you, I go to freaking Imperial City and I look at that and I'm like nerding so fucking hard. Every time I'm there, I'm like, oh my God, because I remember Romano Streets in Oblivion and now it's all shot to hell, but it's fucking beautiful. Oh, you get to see it imagined in a, such a different way. Oh, I just sometimes want to go in there and just look at stuff. You know, I kill my fucker sometimes too in game, right? But but when I get an opportunity to just look around and look at like the walls and oh man, it's so good, dude. It's so good. Cause back, yeah. man, I like how you, you get to know like the, um, all the divine, uh, you know, um, uh, all the, 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 uh, deities, yeah, I guess the data, yeah, the you get to know all the data yeah. princes really well when you play through all those storylines, like, um, because they're kind of super mysterious, a lot of them in in the regular single player games. Like you yeah. read about them, you might know their lore, know something about them, but you you have, or you might see a statue of them, and that's kind of how you think they look. But like you really get to see them for real, and uh, you kind of sometimes you get like kind of a like almost like a you feel like you had a relationship with them kind of thing because you you do quests for them for so much or whatever. Um, so that that's one of my things I loved about it was like uh, I just I just feel like if you really like the lore of Elder Scrolls, then you gotta play Elder Scrolls online. I agree. It, just, it, it goes so deep that like yeah. you can't do that in single player. Yeah, dude, because you just you go you know you play in Skyrim or like Oblivion or something. You like have this interaction or this presence, but you don't like actually like you know. But the the thing about the Elder Scrolls Online is that like this whole event that that like precipitated like what happened with mullet ball like and the chains and all of that like all of that that essentially created this almost like alternate reality of like how things could play out at least that's always been my you know perception of the way it's yeah. been delivered right it's like it happened in this period and all these things are occurring and you know you know that there's like games in the future where this stuff isn't really talked about so it's totally like its own little cutout of like this like what if scenario where things get to go down and you get all these interactions with like the Daedric princes and stuff and her scene and like, yeah, you know, like freaking Meridian, you get like Bullock ball, right. Day was Magon, like all this stuff. And like, it's dude, I, I am having, when I hop into this game right now, I could do nothing else, but jump into those freaking portals. Right. That, that are there for there's Magon and his like realm and all that stuff. Right. And jump in there and just run around. I can just sit there, dude. I can just sit there and just look around. And I'm like, this is fucking awesome. Because I remember the first time I went in the, into a gate in Oblivion and went in there. And I remember how that looked. And I remember years later going, man, man, I would love to just see this again. Right. Just to see this. And we get to. And is it nostalgia bait? Sure. But it does deliver. Because for me, even if. Like, I feel like right now, like, there's a lot of the story that's gone down. I feel like I wish there had been more story. We're already approaching the end of the year. And I, I'm kind of feeling like we're missing a lot of story that could have been there. I don't feel like Blackwood really gave us nearly as much as I've gotten it before. Um, there could be a lot of reasons for that. But but when I jump in there now, like, it delivers for me because I get to be in this universe. 
in some framework that I never could experience before. So no matter what else is going on, I can still do it. And the game still looks good. It still delivers like PVP could be a mess. It could be a hot mess. They could be having issues with the game, which to be fair, if we were to reflect back to the earlier in the year, that they added multi uh, multi threading or rendering or whatever for recently. And I haven't gotten to have a full experience of that yet, but they have had massive goals of improving the performance. And I can say from my perspective, I'm definitely noticing it this year over the course of the year significantly. So it still is, you know, there's still a lot about it as an MMORPG that doesn't hit the MMORPG checkboxes for me, but it definitely hits the Elder Scrolls checkboxes and I get to play with my friends. So I'm like, win, win. It's a, it's still a damn win. Even, even when I haven't played it, I've always recommended the game. I've always talked about it. I've always gone back and played it. And I've always jumped in, even if all I did was run around picking herbs. You know why? Because I'm in the world, man. And the world yeah. still delivers for me. I will also say one of the things they've done from a business standpoint, you mentioned this during your 24-hour stream the other day. Did I? Um, and, and it's <laughs> it's one of the, it's one of the um, key points that I've always appreciated about them as a business, which is the fact that if you just want to play the game yeah. without picking up, a, you can pay a monthly subscription and you get access to everything and you don't have to yeah. go buy the individual expansion All those packs. DLCs, man. And I think that is a brilliant marketing tool to get people to come play the game. Cause even if they play it sporadically, it's like, well, I'm only going to, I only have three months. I don't want to dump, you know, whatever you know 150 bucks on a complete edition or something i just want to play it for a few months and just explore over here maybe run through this and you can do that and then turn your sub off and come back and pick up where you left off and still get to access all of that expansion content as opposed to say lord of the rings online where they totally kind of shaft you and say hey you want to play the expansion content you have to buy it or you can't play it and it makes the game more accessible. I can't remember where I read the news the other day. They were saying something about um, the summer event for Elder Scrolls Online saw something uh, like six hundred fifty thousand or six hundred eighty thousand new new Lots. accounts created. Yeah, like oh. that's that's not. Yeah, they're kicking ass. Small that's, fish. Like that's nuts. They're up there in the top. MMORPG yeah, it's a good 100%. one. I wish you guys. I really wish you guys wouldn't have had this conversation, though. You know, I mean, this is this because I'm gonna go download ESO and. I mean, dude, I I'm on there I all can't. the time. At some more, yeah, but add but, me, but, homie. But, we'll jump in. You don't understand. You don't understand. I have, I have shit to do. I ain't got time. <laughs> the for thing, no I, that's the same <laughs> boat I'm in. He's, he's talking about, it and I'm like, you know what? I just spent all this money and got all the expansions for Final Fantasy 14. I just subbed up for three months. Stop talking about ESO because I got to get through <laughs> Final Fantasy 14, bitch. Like, <laughs> I get there. You're headed in a really cool direction. You do you. Yes. I've already done that, and I'm I'm caught up current on Final Fantasy 14, and now he's got my mouth watering. And you know what really got me while you guys oh. were talking? I started thinking about I've got this new graphics card and uh what yeah, do I got it. <laughs> Ooh, you know it's gonna the, look good. I gotta get, oh, I gotta get DMD done first. I'm not playing no game. Oh, it's D&D. gonna look so good when you jump in there though. What would you what did what graphics card did you have before? Uh, I had a 1080 and oh uh, it's such a, a big difference, dude. I noticed it on mine. All right. I noticed right. the difference on mine. I'm not even BSing. I totally noticed and it's so good, dude. There's like more depth that wasn't there for me. And I'm like, mm-hmm. and I was like, how? I mean, there's still like terrain that has like angular features that you can tell is a little oh, dated, sure. 
But dude, oh my god, some of like the aura effects and stuff and like the particle effects and shit. I'm just like, oh, and you're right, Renfell, here's the deal. If you buy the game, even if you don't sub, you could jump into the damn thing anytime you want. The world's so freaking yeah. big. Even if you didn't get an expansion, you got a ton of... For me, as a person that jumps, I love to jump. It's the only game I can jump in for years now. It's been the only game I could jump in that had a really just beautiful environment. Like, it just looks stellar. And I can jump in at any time. Dude, you know how many times over the years when I've been pissed off at PvP or whatever? And I've jumped in. I just run around and pick herbs, dude. And it's a damn good time. Because everywhere I look, it's like, fucking gorgeous. I got shit to do. I just, I stopped, dude. I stopped fighting it. And I'm just accepting. I'm a freaking Elder Scrolls guy, dude. I've been an Elder Scrolls guy forever. Right? I loved Oblivion, dude. I, I stopped fighting it. Look, I'm even down, like... I was playing it so hardcore for so long. Like, I just don't play it like that now. Like, I got a day on Fridays where I jump on, jump in with the yellow crew. We go do some freaking uh, trials, dude. It's just for fun. We're doing naked trials tomorrow. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just going to be fun, dude. We go run around, have some shenan shenanigans, dude. Have a good time. That's, the, that's how I'm playing it. I'm yeah. not playing it like I would play Ashes of Creation when it comes out. I play it like a person that just wants to immerse in a really good fantasy world, play with their friends and just enjoy myself. And I just play the stuff I enjoy. And yeah, luckily I enjoy might, a lot of it. So, and you might as well, because that's the only Elder Scrolls we're going to have for a long time. So yeah, you know, but might as well. I'm so slowly, but surely gathering more and more friends that are playing now too. You, you know, you know, Sam, I do believe you're talking about it's this intangible thing, right? You have to play ESO. Like I'm not here to play an MMO. I'm here to yeah. play an e an Elder Scrolls game that just happens to have some yeah. multiplayer capability. And some of yeah. the multiplayer is really good, by the way. Yes. But you know, that's if you enter it like I want to play an MMO, you're not going to be happy. You're going to be know, like, oh man, the same thing from that. Have that that's good feedback. That I wonder if maybe that's always been my disconnect. Is I've always looked at that as an MMO first, yeah, yeah, and an ESO game second, no, and maybe it's, maybe it's Elder Scrolls first, yeah. MMO second, yeah. totally. That, that might be that might be my disconnect. It is. Um, you get in the mood to play an Elder yeah. Scrolls game, just go play that, and I I bet you you'll be like, damn, I actually got a lot of appreciation. For I'd that. agree with that. Yeah, and it even works like it. You know what I mean? Like I thought this is what Sim was going to say earlier. What I like about ESO is that, like, say I'm like, I'm going to finish the main quest for this particular uh, expansion or whatever, or whatever they call it, chapters, whatever they call it. Right. While I'm off doing that, dude, just like in the regular Elder Scrolls game, there'll be somebody standing there, some kind of <laughs> some kind of something. They'll yeah. be flagging you down like, hey, wait, wait, I need help. Or there'll be a <laughs> yeah. wagon over. Something's burning. Be a, you know. I like that, man. I yeah. like that how you just get completely distracted. Next thing you know, your whole night's gone. You're like, I didn't even do what I locked on to <laughs> yeah. at all. So I had a great damn time. You yep. know? 100%. Save the village. And yeah. <laughs> yeah I love that. You know what the other added bonus is? Like, this is the added bonus. I'm not even just trying to sell. This is just real talk. I tell people all the time why. Yeah. You get in there, you play an Elder Scrolls game has the ability to play content that skeletal like raid level or dungeon level with friends 
and you don't get this punishing effect that you get with so, so many MMORPGs where it's like you got to be on so many days to grind out something, to get this currency, to dump in a damn piece of gear that then becomes irrelevant in the next expansion and do it all again, go to a table, send out followers and do something like that whole <laughs> element. You know what I'm talking about? That grindy yeah. nature that makes it feel like a job for me doesn't exist in that game. So it's yeah. casual friendly. Like you could have a really good build that you developed, right? That works. Come back six months. You're still viable. You're not completely garbage. I agree, like it yeah. still works. You know what I mean? Like there might be improvements gotcha. or updates. That, that's why I could step away from it for so long. I mean, it I probably took... has the most diversity as far as like yeah. building your own class too. I mean, that's, it's yeah. nice. I mean, I stepped away and did hardcore like stuff around ashes for a while. I came back, dude, right back in the saddle again, dude. You don't get that most of the time. And that's like my, why I'm a proponent of it, especially for someone who does like Elder Scrolls and maybe doesn't, maybe doesn't have this, like, you know, they can only play it casually or something like yeah. it's a good game for it. But here's the thing we haven't even hit on guys. And we're this long in. So we got to hit on it now before freaking everybody's got to be like, got to go sim. Talking about nostalgia. I don't even know this story and I saw the video today and I'm like, Oh, it just sparked emotion. It did. It sparked emotion. I got a little teary eyed for the fantasy vibes, man. Oh, Fucking yeah. will of time, man. Whoa, dude. That preview today that I watched. Oh my. I don't well, even know the books, but I'm like, <laughs> shit, this looks good, dude. I shared that out to everybody this morning as soon as it hit the airwaves. It was like, I even, I got it out before Nerdist and everybody else was sharing it out because I follow the Dragon Mount page on, uh, and the Wheel of Time page on Facebook and they were, that's what they do. And um, I do have some, I don't want to call them, because I am a big fan of the books. So there are some obvious differences that I saw right away in, sure. in the trailer. Um, I'm still, as much as, I'm trying to hold the hype back because I was really hyped for, like I said before, sort of Shannara and the sort of truth series. And I was disappointed because, mm. but they've already renewed it for a second season. It's already filming its second season. So that bodes well because the first season obviously was before it even aired. That's how Witcher worked. I mean, some of these shows, you know, they know, um, mm -hmm. but like, for example, the, the ashes, the, 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 the women who, the, the Aes I who, the, who wield the one power, um, mm -hmm. in the books, they all have stalls that, that, um, have the color that represent the ashes that they, that they're a part of blue, green, uh, et cetera, uh, red. And they've gotten rid of that for the show. And it's just the color of their dress, which I, I understand that from a costume design perspective, it's probably a little easier just to make it related to the dress. Um, but I think when I saw so far as they've captured some of the elements, um, uh, I do love there's a, there's a section of this of the trailer where it shows um, Matt and Rand and Perrin in the tavern when they're in Emmons Field and they're all kind of hanging out. And that scene from the first book when they're just teenagers and they they're all farm kids, you know, and they're coming into town and they're meeting for the first time in weeks or months or whatever it is. That scene in the book is really emotionally written extremely well because it establishes these three young characters and then the two girls you've got Egwene and and nine of a i always butcher the pronunciation of these names but seeing all of those characters represented in the trailer with moraine there i was like oh you got <laughs> i'm feeling the nostalgia tickles are going on um 
but I was I was just like I'm trying so hard not to be overly hyped. Yeah. Um, my wife has never read the books, and I shared the trailer with her, and she's like, "Oh my god, this looks really good." I was like, "You have no idea. You just <laughs> you have no idea." Um, and I'm just I'm really hoping that they can do it justice with only eight episodes because that there is so much to pack in, and I'm like, are they only covering book one? In eight I would, episodes, I would think so, right? Right. It, I would think so. Yeah. I think they would have to, because really, Robert Jordan did a really good job. Like, I feel like the first three books, up to the Dragon Reborn, um, those first three books move very. There's a pace to those, yeah. um, and then the fourth book I think is the Shadow Rising, and that one was good too. But once you get beyond the Shadow Rising, that's when he starts going off the rails with just writing overly descriptive stuff, and and there was like five books that could have did probably been done in two books and yeah. i feel like if they're gonna if they're gonna do combinations it's gonna be in the middle section of those books where they take like books five six and seven and put it into one show um because i think there's enough in book one that they could do just one whole show around all the events of the eye of the world so um mm, i got good vibes um uh, uh, good dude. vibes uh, I'm like super curious because you know what's funny was we were doing um or I was doing some of those really long ashes live streams during the development for Alpha One. And I remember uh Metro as Aspire Metro, one of the people here in the community, he sent me like an image of his like Wheel of Time collection. He showed me all the books. He's like all of them. And I was like, There's fourteen, Shit. I think. Yeah. Oh. It's it's a and each one is like an 800 oh page they're big epic. they're big dude i was like uh, holy hell man and he sent me oh to be fair this guy's got a collection like he sent me a picture of his room and it's just like bookcases full of books i'm like damn damn yeah. that's that's some hardcore reading right there like part of me is almost like i wish i had i wish i had more time to read right now and i feel like i need to make that more of reading is turning into how i engage in self-care yeah, like I just yeah. did a massive revision of like 60 ish pages on Ashes HQ, edited things, fixed things, problems, whatever. Got through it all and I was like brain dead last night. And then, yeah, I'm like, oh, man, but reading has been like how I engage in self-care. And so I'm like, oh, it is good for that. It is really good for that, especially if you love like fantasy worlds and, yeah. you know, those things, too, because it just I don't know, for me, it may, helps me to appreciate those things a lot more. But I saw that preview today, and I don't know. Like, as someone who's going into it knowing nothing, I know nothing outside of what you've shared here on the show. Or I would say, about. don't read the books yeah. since yeah. the show is just around the corner. Yeah, don't don't do the books don't yet do because it. it's it's too much of an investment to get into before the show. Um, and and plus, you, you there's a good chance that if you read the books first, you'll be disappointed in the show. If yes. I'll, it's it's always best to do it the opposite happens. way, right? Yeah. Like, if if possible, right? Watch the movie or the show, and then if you like it, then go read the books, and you'll be impressed with the show, mm. and you'll be impressed with the book, you know? Um, yeah. So, so that's, you just, you triggered on a self-care thing I want to talk about very briefly. Um, So the thing that I used to do before I got into gaming was book collection. So mm. when I left the U.S. at the end of 2007, um, I had, 1200 books in my collection um that's what i did from the time i was like 13 oh. 14 was just buy books and collect books and i couldn't take those with me when i traveled so i ended up having to sell the bulk of those kept a couple mm -hmm. hundred at my sister's place the rare ones which include by the way all of the first edition hardcovers of the first 
11, the ones that Robert Jordan wrote, not the ones with Brandon Sanderson, but I've got the first, all the first edition hardcovers because I pre-ordered those bitches at Babbage's or whatever the name of that bookstore was back in the day. Um, um, anyway, um, self, that, that used to be my thing. Mm-hmm. And, and for a long time, I got out of reading. And a lot of that was because I was traveling and I've always been, since 2008, I was doing the digital nomad thing for a long time. And so I was just, you travel light because books are heavy and they take up space. I just bought a Kindle Paperwhite. Uh, it just arrived two days ago, actually, um, mm-hmm. because one of one of my community members, Hemvar, who's been a long-term supporter, bought Saga Lucemia t-shirts back in oh, 2014. Is, yeah. yeah, so he has Liam's Lyceum on YouTube, and he does. He started doing book reviews earlier this year, and oh, cool. he's been doing this thing where he's reading all of the Forgotten Realms novels, and he's got a website dedicated to it, and all this other stuff, and he's got me hyped about reading again. So much so that I went and got a Kindle Paperwhite, and and the first thing I'm reading, which I'm christening that baby with, is the Mistborn trilogy by Sanderson, which I've never read. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Sanderson is an amazing author. I loved his conclusion to the Wheel of Time, um, but I started reading Mistborn two nights ago, and and I'm really looking forward to it because so my reading has been. It? Is he the one that finished that? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I got it. Harriet, Harriet, um, um. So she was an editor for Tor, and and they had she had read one of um, I think it was Elantris, which is his first novel with Tor, and 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 she just loved his writing style, and literally what she it was reached out to him and say, hey, can you finish this, you know, for my husband, and and you know there was there were recordings and other stuff that really helped, but yeah, Brandon, that was that's what made Brandon Sanderson who he is today, because he had only ever published the one book. And then he immediately went from that into finishing the Wheel of Time, and so he spent, you know, a good what three, four years of his life finishing those last three books, Jeez, and then that catapulted him into the stratosphere of being Tor's golden boy because Tor's golden boy before Sanderson was Robert Jordan. He was Robert Jordan put Tor fantasy on the map in terms of being a, a number one bestseller fantasy production company publishing house i mean they always published good fantasy but jordan was the one that took them from being you know a a solid publishing house into a best-selling publishing house um and uh yeah self-care good sorry i got enough a tangent there yeah but I, i just got back into reading again um because I'm writing a new book and it's always good because usually I only read maybe three or four books a year whereas I used to read 10 books a month um when I was growing up into my late 20s um it was literally like eight ten books a, a week and um mm. I don't I don't have the time for that anymore because I'm still very much into video games but I'm gonna too. try to get I'm gonna try to get it back into like a book a week um yeah. and see if I can and keep that pace um I'm a little torn because I love the feel of a book but because of living in Mexico City, it's hard to get things shipped down here from the U.S. on like, because you can buy great lots of books on eBay, get like thirty bucks for thirty bucks, but then the shipping's like fifty bucks. It's right. like, screw it, I'm just gonna get a Kindle, and I don't like the format as much as a physical book in my hand. But at least, the very least, I can have that. As you say, self care. I like to read yes. when I go to bed. That's like for me is the big thing. And then my wife and I have a hammock. And we take it to the park, and we've started to do that recently again. Um, now that we're nice. both double vaxxed, yeah. So like, she's got her. She's reading The Hobbit for the first time. Oh, I nice. bought her the I bought her The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings in a box set in Spanish with like a cloth. It has a 
a map and everything else with it. Wow. So she's reading those books for the first time. And then I just hang out and I was like, I need something to read. Like I'm here too. <laughs> like I'm bored. All I got is my phone. So the Kindle was a great, great thing. I love that you said self-care though. That, that triggered me. Sorry, man. Had to oh yeah, it is. It's totally self-care. And yeah, I think that's something we've all got to, we've got to all attend to ourselves, man. And you know, this is, uh, I don't know, man, we don't hit very many shows that hit this, this time frame, but we did it again. It was unexpected, but yeah, the will of times on my list of things. I'm, I'm not going to read anything yet. I'm going to totally wait and see how it plays out. I do know when I watched the Witcher, you know, I, I know I played the game, then the show, then I went and started reading the books and there's like, Oh my God, there's so much going on here that you don't see on the show or in the games. Yeah. And so it's just, I, I do think as that. a gamer, I am noticing myself now as a, as a gamer, as someone who enjoys games and watching movies, I do believe that if a show comes out first, I think I need to watch it and consume that stuff first. Cause I feel like for me going back and reading the books is like icing. It's like the icing. Cause you get all the stuff. It's, you also, know about. it's easier to consume in a visual format and it gives you the like the it gives you the the truncated version of of mm. you're getting like the synopsis version, right? And yeah. so you're just getting that blast of information. And if that's enough to hook you, then yeah, you could do the deep dive, take notes, and say, oh, so that's that character, that's and this is there. that backstory that's got like six chapters of the book that they didn't have in the show. Yeah, that kind of stuff can be fun. Yeah, I never saw that Aragon. Uh, I saw the I've seen the movie but I never read the books. I've heard the books are really, really good though. They are good with the caveat that they are also written. He, they were written by a teenager. Yeah. Um, extremely talented teenager, but they are, you can definitely tell they were written by a teenager. who didn't have a lot of life experience. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, they are very enjoyable as a trilogy of books. Um, and it's been watching it's been interesting watching his career grow because his he's you know as he's matured as a writer his style has changed a lot because yeah. obviously you know he's he's gotten older he's had life experience now he's also got good editors who have helped him refine his craft um it's it's but those are great books those really are the movie doesn't do the book justice and it was really unfortunate that it underperformed because it would have been really cool to see all three of those movies yeah yeah and that, that it didn't hit the hit the marker for another one i, I remember hearing that but i I only ever watched it and I, I vaguely knew about there being books until much later. So, but friends, I think we're going to wind this one down. We've hit a lot of really good book goalposts and discussion points. Um, we got all, man, it's a good time to be into things like this. Isn't it? Like we got the, you know, Tolkien universe, mm-hmm. you know, series coming up. We've got, which I believe is like September of next year, if I'm not mistaken. We've got November. I think it was a yeah, I think it's like a year out. It's still they showed off the trees and all that. We've got Witcher season coming in December. We got the Will of Time in November, right? We've got games on the horizon. We've got also ex- found the foundation series is coming out oh, on yeah. on, yeah. on uh on uh, Apple Plus here next couple months, I think. Jeez, man. There's a lot of good things, man. I felt like for a while there we were gonna we weren't gonna get anything, but it looks like we are friends. And on that note, it's a good time to be a nerd. It's a good time to be a nerd. And it seems like the times for being a nerd are getting better and better too. Yeah. Yeah. We freaking rule the world. Nerd power, baby. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. So 
with that being said, everybody go on ahead and shout out you guys here on the show. Shout out your uh, your domains where people can find you on the show or when you're not on the show where they can find you. You know what I'm saying? Go for it. Right. Um, big place for me is going to be um, for all the stuff that we're working on with Project Dramon is going to be patreon.com forward slash friendfail. We just did our fifth tabletop session last night on YouTube. It was fire it was a great nice, session last dude. night if you guys if you guys like tabletop you should check it out because last night was them having to run across the city and try to escape from certain death all night it was great fun nice. um and that's over on youtube.com forward slash friend fail and then i am in today was like day 21 or something of my 30 day stream challenge here on twitch and i'm working my way through final fantasy 14 yes. but i also pre-ordered uh Pathfinder Wrath of the Righteous. I dropped, dove in a little bit today, but tomorrow I'm dedicating the whole morning to that. Nice. But I usually stream, it's like 6 to 7 a.m. to like 9 or 10 a.m. So if you're an early bird, oh boy, yeah. you come hang out in the mornings. But uh, that's when I do stuff over there, and that's just here on Twitch. Definitely before my time, Nathan. Yeah, you can find me on YouTube, the Nathan Napalm, and definitely check in on me uh, by Saturday, and we'll try to get out Friday night. Um, Yay! Like, if I, if I, Staying up all night tonight. Gonna work all night. I've got real job to do in the morning, and then try to knock that out as quick as possible, and then work all uh, up until uh, the evening of tomorrow. But if I if I don't finish till super late Friday, obviously I'm not gonna launch something I spent sixteen hundred hours on in the middle of the night and totally <laughs> ruin everything, every chance of it doing good. So if that happens, if we go up in late, it will launch Saturday for sure by noon. Mm. Outstanding. So it's definitely coming out by Saturday noon. So check back on my channel Saturday noon for the D and D adventure. You don't want to miss it. It's super cool, man. Oh yeah, can, we're playing it. You dude. can go evil. I, I, you can go evil. Uh, there's uh, just about no matter what you do, there's going to be an opportunity for you to go evil. And the evil story is pretty cool too. Outstanding. Um, totally, totally different from the campaign, but amazing. Well, friends. You know, might be the end of the show today, but as always, we're looking for more to join us here. Rants are always plentiful. And until next time, you all live your best lives. Walk in the light. Have a great night. We'll see you again next Thursday, 5 p.m. CDT right here live on Twitch. Have a great night, everybody. Much love.